WrestleMania was great. Yes, it was. It was great. We're going to talk a lot about that today. You know, um, I'm excited. Yeah, very excited, you know, man. It, it was, uh, it was uh, shocking almost how great bits and parts of it was, Black. But we're going to talk about that. But, Black, how you doing, man? Man, I'm doing good, man. How about you, man? I'm doing well, man. I'm doing well. Um, so, welcome back, everyone, to another episode of the Sports Desk, Black. This is episode number 50, my friend. 50 episodes deep. You know, yeah, and, man. <laughs> I mean, it's a big deal to me. You know yeah, what I'm saying? Very big deal. It's very a big, big deal. deal. You know, we started off doing this off the hip, and uh, now we fit the end. You know, and half a cent. We well, we're halfway through the century, as they say. So fifty more before we get to a hundred, man. But just a milestone here. Yeah. At the Sports Stacks episode fifty, man. So we have a lot to cover today. A lot. We're gonna get into some NBA. We're gonna get into the NFL. Of course, we're gonna talk WWE. We're gonna talk UFC. Got some hypotheticals out there. Um, we're going to talk a lot of sports today, man. So thank you, sports gods, for giving us some information that we can roll with this week. But I'd be remiss if I didn't introduce our guest today. We have the one and only PJ Durrell from the Reduced Lunch Podcast in the building. PJ, how you doing, man? All right. What's going on? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me, man. Absolutely, PJ. We look to get your uh, expertise uh, in the wrestling arena uh, in just quite a bit. So appreciate your rocking with the sports desk today, PJ. Yes, sir. New sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. Shout out to Brooklyn. New sports desk. You're listening to the sports show. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. We are tonight's entertainment. I only have one question. Are you ready? No, Hartford, I said, are you ready? His very first move as the executive was to sign Lamar Odom, who was on crack. Yes, 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 yes. We are back. We are back, man, for another episode of, episode of the Sports Desk, man. I've already kind of ran it down what we got going on today, man. But uh, we're going to jump right into it, man. Um, I know the theme song is still playing, but it is about to fade out. All right? So don't <laughs> worry. All right? So we introduced um, a new segment. Um, new Sports Desk. Uh, last week. Start, bench, or cut. Put my man black on the hot seat weekend and week out. And listeners, if y'all out there, uh, if y'all have something y'all want to put black on the hot seat about with start, bench, or cut, y'all hit me up. Don't hit black up. Hit me <laughs> up. You know what I'm saying? So I can get that information really so hard, we can put boy. black uh, on the hot seat. Uh, before we begin, I have found some theme music. I have found some appropriate theme music. Uh, a lot of people will probably get this one, man. So here's the official theme music of starts, bench, in or cut. Shout out to the Boys. 
Instagram. Probably the only time I ever talk over this intro. I just wanted to say that shout out Snow. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> episode of start bench or cut now last week our homeboy smooth man he reached out from the start cut and bench man and he gave his take on um on it man kind of kind of hilariously actually he said hey man if anybody got an issue about my start cutting bench tell him to come holla at me all right that's from <laughs> that's from smooth he said he gonna start curry he gonna bench dame and he gonna cut westbrook i think you said that mm-hmm. uh I said, I think you did. You no, know, I said start Lillard. No, I'm just saying you though you kept Lillard and Curry on, oh, yeah. on the floor. You yeah, cut yeah, Westbrook, yeah. yeah. So shout out to our homeboy Smooth. No, man. no, no, I cut Curry. You did, cut, mm. yeah. Yeah, somebody cussed you out about that too. Yeah, I, can't so I, who who <laughs> I can't remember who it was. I can't remember who it was. Curry. Somebody gave you the business about that. If it come to me, Black, I'll let you know. Yeah, who man, said, I want to hear that. Who was what's wrong with that man? See what they got That's to what say they about said. that, man. All right, so this week, man, we're gonna get into the latest episode of Start Bench or Cut. So, Black, are you ready? Yeah, man. We're going to go to the National Football League, the wide receiver position. Mm-hmm. Current wide receivers, arguably the best three receivers in the game. And, Black, we want to know who you're going to start, who you're going to bench, and who you're just going to flat out say, I don't need you this week. Number one, Julio Jones. Number two, Michael Thomas. And number three, DeAndre Hopkins. Black, who are you starting? Who are you benching? And by God, who are you cutting? Uh, I'm starting Michael Thomas. Ooh. Uh, mm. I'm benching. I'm benching D Hop. And Julio got to go. Whoa, 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 whoa. Black, I'm gonna need you to get back into the microphone. I'm and starting run that down. Michael okay. Thomas. Okay. I'm benching DeAndre Hopkins, Jeez. and Julio has to go. That's a shocker. <laughs> um, so he oh, okay. You know, that's what Black rolling with. You know, my little two cents. I'm starting Julio. I'm benching DeAndre Hopkins, and I'm cutting Michael hmm, Thomas. No way. Uh, that's just me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so any of our listeners out there who want to, you know, give their input on Julio, Michael Thomas, DeAndre Hopkins, who you're starting, who you're benching, or you're cutting, hey, hit us up, let us know, and we'll give you the rundown. Uh, give it the rundown um, on next week. Please let me know. <laughs> I need to know. <laughs> yeah, on next week's episode. Okay, man, so we're going to get into our top five, all right? We're going to get into our next segment today. Last week's top five was, uh, I think we did college football uh, uniforms. We had uh, one of our supporters, uh, you know, our man uh, Larry Bird, all right, at LMB904. He said, though, um, he got the Georgia Bulldogs in all black. What it was, black hammers, black tops, black uh, pants. He got a traditional orange and blue, Florida Gators, blue top, orange pants. He has the white top, garnet pants for Florida State as his number three. His number four, anything Oregon. Anything Oregon was number four. And his number five was the all green with the white helmet, University of Miami. So we show love to all the Florida schools. Yeah. Um, but that's who he rocking with. So shout out uh, Larry Bird, man, for showing us some love 
uh, on the sports this on, on the sports this top five. All right, man. So we're gonna get into this week's top five. It's WrestleMania season. WrestleMania was uh Saturday and Sunday, so we're gonna roll along uh with the wrestling themes. PJ, you're gonna get a chance to get your five together. I purposely did not tell you uh what this top five was. It's kind of put you on the spot, but we're gonna run it down, me and Black, and then we're gonna get uh what you got going on, PJ. Before we do that, of course, let's pay some dollars. All right, all right. So this week's top five, listen closely, listen closely, is your top five WWE champions. They would have held, they would have had to hold the WWF WWE championship, not the world championship. They would have had to held that specific championship. So PJ, get your mind together. And we're going to get to you after we roll this out. Black! <laughs> Talk to me, man. Give me your five favorite WWE champions of all time. Yeah, man. Number five, I got Stone Cold Steve Austin. Oh, my word. At number four, Jesus I got Christ. Eddie Guerrero. Oh, okay. At number three, I got CM Punk. At number two, I got Kofi Kingston. <laughs> At number one, I got The Undertaker. Okay. Roll your five down again. I missed number three. Cause you, you Number five, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. Number four, Eddie Guerrero. Okay. Number three, CM Punk. Uh-huh. Number two, Kofi Kingston. Are you kidding, bruh? And number one, The Undertaker. Ten, four. So that was Black's top five, his favorite WWE champions. PJ, you ready? Yeah. Right. Oh, that was fast. He, like, he got it right off the hip. Six shooter over there. All right, PJ, <laughs> talk to me, man. Give me your top five favorite WWE champions of all time. All right, man. First off, you know, we're going to go with Hulk Hogan. Okay. We're going to go with Hulk Hogan. Okay. You know, just when, when, you, when you think of WWE champions, sure. these are like, it's the Mount Rushmore. Sure. You know what I'm saying? Sure, sure, sure. Uh, number two, Macho Man Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Yes, sir. Especially WrestleMania 5, Macho mm. Man. Uh, man. Mm. Great. Yeah. Mm. Number three, <laughs> number three, Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay, um, he was champion w- when I first got into wrestling. Sure. Um, so you know, I just look at him as you know, again, Mount Rushmore, uh, one Absolutely. of the best um champions of all time. Absolutely. Uh, number three, Brett the Hitman Hart. Ooh, okay, oh. the Hitman. You know, um. You know, one one of the best wrestlers, best champions. You know, promo sucks, but you know, <laughs> hey, <laughs> keeping uh, it real here on the sports desk. All right, number two, The Rock. Okay, my via the Blue Chipper. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. And number one, um, and this is no in no order, by the way. Okay, um, gotta go with John Cena, man. Okay, well, okay, respect. Respect, respect. Okay, nice five there, PJ. Nice five. I'm going to jump in the mix here. Uh, number five, I got the rated R superstar, Edge. Uh, he had a phenomenal run when he was champion. He was really one of the more exciting champions 
Uh, his his feud with John Cena was just outstanding, man. It was just a joy watching Edge be WWE champion. Number four, I also have John Cena, Big Match John, uh, as what Michael Cole and JBL calls him. Um, probably the greatest WWE champion ever. He saw Ric Flair for 16-time champion all time, but he has held the WWE championship the most. All right. Number three. The Macho Man or the Macho King, yeah. or whatever you want to call him, Randy Savage. Ooh, yeah. yeah, my guy. <laughs> Number two, the Blue Chipper out of Miami, Florida, Rocky Maivia. All right, he is my he is my guy. He's my my guy at number two and at number one. I'm surprised neither one of you said this name. The Heartbreak Kid, Shawn Michaels. Oh, what you got on that, PJ? Man, if anybody know me and, and you know my love for wrestling, pe- people know that I love Shawn Michaels. Sure, but I'm gonna keep it a buck, man. Okay, like his championship reigns wasn't mm. really all that, especially like his fr- his first run. Mm-hmm. Like it, it wasn't that many like memorable matches from his really? from, from those reigns. Really. I have to argue that. What about Vader? What about the Vader match at SummerSlam when he jumped over the top rope? What about Mankind at the end of your house? That was the only match. That was the only match. Okay, okay, okay. But but the mother ones, it was kind of like, man. Psycho Sid at the Royal Rumble? The Vader one was good? The Vader? It was like, man. Okay. Okay, man. Okay. I say like the second one, like, okay, like he lost his smile. I mean, that don't... I mean, I can't really count, you know. Okay, okay. But third okay. one, I mean, I you could say like the 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 WrestleMania 14 with Austin, you know. But I mean, he hasn't had like that many um, memorable memorable matches like okay, during his well, reign. I beg to differ. I mean, I think the screw job in Montreal, that atmosphere was electric for a championship <laughs> match. Even though we know what happened, you yeah. know, he won the title that night. But I, I got you, I got you. But that's your boys. Top five, and I got HBK number one for me. All right, man, so we're going to get into a lot more WWE in just a second, man. We're going to transition to our sound of the week. Now, Black Man, I got infuriated uh, infuriated uh, over this past uh, week, man. Um, and I just want to say this before we roll out the sound of the week. I was not the biggest fan of the Dallas Cowboys giving Amari Cooper $100 million. was not the biggest fan. I thought he deserved to be paid. But not that much money, especially when we got a franchise quarterback who has not been signed. So one Rex Ryan decided to get on national television, I guess, give his true sentiments on Dak, um, on, on, on Amari Cooper. So we're going to play that for you right now. And then um, I'm going to address Mr. Ryan a little bit later on in the show. So check out Rex Ryan's commentary on Amari Cooper. Well, I agree with Dan on the fact that I wouldn't have paid this guy. To me, this is the biggest disappearing act in the National Football League. He doesn't show up on the road. He doesn't show up against, when the competition's good, when he's against the top corners, that guy disappears. And to me, he reminds me, it's only one time that I can remember in, in, uh, in recent memory on elite receivers and disappearing acts like Amari Cooper. That was the kid that the Raiders had uh, a few years ago. Oh, that's right. That was Amari Cooper. This is who he is. And, Dan, he doesn't love football. Hell with it. He stops his routes. He does all this. I wouldn't have paid this turd. No way in hell. Right. No way in hell would I have paid this guy. To me, you pay Dak Prescott. Forget all those numbers. That you know They're number one in the league because of Dak Prescott. Not 
not because of this guy. It's a deep draft at receiver. They made a huge mistake right here. Well, there it is. That is Rex Ryan giving his thoughts and his sentiments <laughs> on Amari Cooper getting his money uh, from Jerry Jones and the Dallas Cowboys. But we'll elaborate on that sound just a little uh, later on in the show. But when I heard it, Black, I said, oh, yeah, Yo, that's man. what we're going to go with, Rexy. You sure, gonna, you sure you want to sit on that, man? Yeah, I'm going to sit on it. I'm going I'm to I'm sit on it. I'm going to sit on it. I'm going to sit on it yeah, because I, okay. I, need I kind of needed to press that a little bit. Correct. Okay. Correct. I want to get it okay. together before right, we address cool, cool. Uh, Mr. Rex Ryan. All right. All right, man. So now we're going to get into our tweets. Uh, there's multiple of them, actually. Our tweets of the week. And we had something spectacular um, take place, man, this past weekend, man. We had the announcement of the 2020 uh, Naismith Hall of Famers, man. And I don't think... I don't think we even have to even uh, describe it here. I mean, if you know me, you know I had I was an emotional guy when once one of these players' names uh, was mentioned. But we're gonna get into the tweet from some of the fans out there uh, when this announcement was made. Shout out Meek Mill, Heavy Heart. You can get on iTunes, tired of Google Play, all that. All right. So our first one is from Marv03. Congrats to the three individuals that defined an era. Yes, they did. Of excellence, hard work, and determination. What brought me joy about the game of basketball was their intensity. And what continues to hurt me as a person mm, is that Kobe won't be delivering his Hall of Fame speech. R.P. Mamba. All right, next, we got at get off, get off to, get off to sin. I think that's what it is. All champions, all respect. Thank you for everything you all. Thank you for everything. All of your highlights, your memories, the titles, and the true excellence. Respect. Hall of Fame. Big fundamental, big ticket. Mamba for life. And last but not least, we got at Keenan New York 1467. One of the hardest and most ferocious to ever play the game. Gone, but will never be forgotten. Kobe, Bean, Bryant, the Mamba. Uh, shout out to me once again. Uh, heavy Heart, you can get on iTunes, Twitter, Google Play, Tidal. Anywhere that you stream music, you can get that right now. All right. So let's jump into it, man. We're going to get into the National Basketball Association. But before we do that, of course, uh, we're going to do it right here at the Sports Desk. Right, man so we're gonna um roll down the class and then we're gonna get into the meat of the class uh which is kobe timmy and kg all right so of course at number one at the list uh kobe bean bryant uh number two on this list uh kevin garnett tim duncan you got tamika catchings um you have coach kim mulkey she's a head coach of baylor university great head coach there uh you have barbara stevens um, as a head coach, um, uh, she comes out of Division II school, and man, she won a lot of games. So shout out to Barbara Stevens at Bentley University. Uh, we have Coach Eddie Sutton. All right, Eddie Sutton has made the Hall of Fame, and never question the heart of a champion. <laughs> uh, Rudy Tom Donovich, former head coach of the Houston Rockets, made the Hall of Fame as well. So we're gonna go back up to the top, Black. 
I me and Black was on the phone a little bit earlier today, and it kind of hit me when I was talking to him. I was like, man, this is the first Hall of Fame class um, of our generation. These are the mm-hmm. players who we grew up watching that are getting into the Hall of Fame. And it's so surreal to see Kobe and KG and Tim Duncan going into the Hall of Fame. So just going to kick it off with you, Black. You know, how you feel about this, man? And um, with KG, Duncan, and Kobe going in together, what a class, right? Yeah, man, what a, what a great class, man. Like like D said, like these are the guys that made the first impression on us as we were coming up yep. um, in the NBA. Uh, KG was the first one when we looked at each other and was like, he coming straight to the NBA from high school. Yep. Like he was one of the first ones to take that leap like that. And man, to see uh, big, uh, big fundamental Mr. Tim Duncan get into the <laughs> Hall of Fame, man, uh, I watched him at Wake Forest yep. when he played at Wake Forest. Yep. Uh, Nate Smith, uh, Nate Smith Player of the Year, yep. uh, two-time All-American at yep. Wake Forest. Man, it's just great. And then, what else can you say? The one, the only, Mr. Kobe Bean Bryant. You know, rest in peace, man. Truly miss. But uh, this is no shock to me. I knew he was going to be a first ballot um, into the Hall of Fame. It's well, well deserved. And the thing I think is going to mess with me the most is him not giving his speech. Yep. Um, but I'm excited, man. Kobe deserves it. Uh, one of the best uh, basketball players in the world. So shout out to Kobe Bean Bryant and his family. Shout out to Timmy, his family, and KG and his family yep. as well. Absolutely. You're listening to the sports show. Yeah, so same here, man. This is the first collection of players, Garnett, Duncan, and, and Bryant to go into the Hall of Fame from our generation. Like Black said, we grew up watching these guys, Timmy in college, from his freshman year, sophomore year to his junior. Timmy stayed in school three years before he came out. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, unheard of to see high school players coming out of high school going to the league with uh, Kobe first in KG, uh, in KG. Like, it's it's kind of, it was remarkable now when you even think about it because how many players have been successful at this level coming straight out of high school? Not very many. Of course, you throw LeBron in there, but who else after that? Like, you really can't think. But back to these three guys. I just want to say for Duncan, man, like, Duncan showed you how to play basketball without saying a word. He killed you on the block without saying a word. He led by his play. He's a true definition of leading by (laughs) play. And if Duncan wasn't like an average basketball player, like, bro, he, he probably wouldn't have lasted long in the league. But he was just so gifted. And he was so skilled passing the basketball, knowing what spots to be in. Of course, he had the great, great Popovich to put him in position, man. And Duncan just dominated his entire time in the NBA. Yes, Five-time champion. Five-time champion, man. Moving on to KG. Up there with Michael, up there with Kobe. I think KG is, a, is ahead of both of those guys in one category. Intensity, <laughs> raw passion, and raw intensity. And, and, and shout out to my, my my dear friend who's no longer with us, my man Rodney. Man, he loved Kevin Garnett. He loved KG. Man, and especially when he went to Boston and he was biting down on that black mouthpiece and just cussing people out, banging his head on the goalpost before the game started. I mean, if you were a fan of the opposing team Minnesota or Boston was playing, you were nervous. KG was a wild man out there, and he backed it up, man. He just wasn't out there blowing hot air. Like, he backed it up, everything that he did. Just one of the most intense players we ever seen. And, of course, last but not least, man, in my opinion, the GOAT, 
my mans, like my favorite player to ever play basketball. Like I'm totally invested in the Kobe Bryant. And, and, and I think about him every day. And, and I, I saw them call his name. They went to Vanessa and uh, Vanessa spoke um, uh, her and his oldest daughter. They were sitting there and your, your heart just continues to break because, you know, it's like another moment. Like, wow, like we talking like we talking about Kobe Bryant. and He's not here anymore. You know, and it, it, it was tough to see, but I was glad to see your whole strong and, and show Kobe love and give him his praise as one of the best basketball players to ever do it. He marked the generation. This Kobe Bryant has his own generation. Yes, he influenced he the generation that's playing right now. Yes. He set a trend for the players that are playing right now. A five-time champion, a relentless leader. The one thing that's forgotten about Kobe, we're going to get into all the accolades in a minute, but Kobe had to reinvent himself. When him and Shaq broke up, the Lakers went on a two or three year run, man, where they were abysmal. Yes, they were. You know, like especially that one he was Smush Parker in the boards. And I'm not, I'm not pissing on Smush, but I'm just saying the team that Kobe had, like, bro, we didn't make the playoffs. We didn't make the playoffs. We got Gasol, we got Bynum, we got Sasha, we got uh Odom, we got Shannon Brown, we got different players that come in there. And he reinvented himself and went back to three finals and won two. Like, I, I don't know too many players who have done that. Who have reinvented themselves to go back and get a championship, man. So just a salute, man, to the entire class. But this is the best group of basketball players coming to the Hall of Fame. The 2020 class will be the best class ever for right now. Yes, yes. For right now. The best class ever, man. So shout out to those guys. All right, man. So we're going to get into them one by one. We're talking about Kobe. Let's start with him. Um, Kobe Bryant, he averaged 25 points a game, 5.2 re- rebounds a game, 4.7 assists, 1.4. Excuse me, steals in 20 seasons in the league. Accolades are just a laundry list long. 18-time All-Star, 15-time All-NBA, 12-time Defensive Player of the Year. And that's amazing right there. 12 times he did that. Four-time All-Star MVP, two-time Founders MVP, and the 2008 MVP. And, of course, five championships, all 20 seasons with the Los Angeles Lakers. So, Black... Just just talk about Kobe in a nutshell once again, man. Just his 20 years in LA, what he did for the game, and, and, and just 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 the moment right now you thinking about Kobe going into the Hall of Fame. What you got for me? Just a little fun sports fact on Kobe Bryant. Okay, let's get it. I think Black. a lot of people should know. Let's get it. And I think D, I think you're gonna like this one. Okay, let's go. Kobe Bryant, number eight and number twenty-four, has scored more points individually. Than 91 players in the Hall of Fame. Oh my God. Yes. Say that again. Say that again. I'm sorry. Yeah, say that again. Kobe Bryant, number eight and number 24. Yes, sir. Has scored more points individually than 91 players in the Hall of Fame. So, number eight, Kobe, has scored more points individually, and number 24, Kobe. Has scored more points individually than 91 players in the Hall of Fame. That's wild, man. That is a wild stat. <laughs> that is a wild when I seen stat. it, I was like, wow. Shout out to uh, my man Jameis Winston for saying that. I was like, when I saw it, I was like, oh, I need that. Okay, Jameis. I seen Jameis Winston on Instagram today, and he said it. I was like, I need that for today. Yeah, I didn't know that, and when I heard it, I was like, do you know how amazing that is? Do you know how amazing that is? It's not Think about some of the players that are in the Hall of Fame. It's breathtaking. Yeah. It's it's it's, it's crazy. Joy and like, magic, bird. Like and, and, Will. and, and, and like D said, like he, he ran off all his accolades and everything. Yeah. Like 
it's just man, what what can you not say about Kobe Bryant? Yeah. Um, man, that's crazy. I the respect. This was a guy I didn't grow in D. No, we we've been together our whole life. This yes. was a guy I didn't like at first. <laughs> Correct. Villain. I didn't I didn't like him. He was a villain. You know, I, he he was a villain to me. I didn't like him. <laughs> I didn't want to see him win. Right. But I think I started liking Kobe on that tail when he got by himself. Yeah. yeah. With the with the smush parkers as you say, and that, uh, with the with the unknown guys he was playing with. Yeah. But we got to remember those smush parker teams. He did get those teams to the playoff. Remember the Suns. Number eight, Kobe knocked yep. them off. Sent them home when I think the Suns were like a two seed, and mm-hmm. he knocked them off like. It's it's teams that as as Kobe went on after Shaq, it's teams that he had to put on his back and he did that. Yes, he did. You know, and that's what sometimes that's what basketball is about. Sometimes you gotta look, bro. Get on my back, let me do this, and I'm Let's gonna go. take y'all. Yeah. That's when we first start seeing Kobe Bryant, the Black Mamba. Yes, sir. He like, was born. Yes, sir. I, I feel like he was becoming Black Mamba when he was still in the eight jersey. He was. You know? Yeah, he did. So he did. He did. Like facts. Then when we switched into. 24 Kobe and man just like all the great things he did the championships yeah. uh, and being able to watch them when they put those games on TV on ESPN the other day man it was so great just to sit there and watch a reminder and, and you be reminded man from yep. the from the 60 from the 60 point game his final game from the from the game seven the uh, finals game for the championship man like Kobe Bryant wheeled that Lakers team to that championship in that game seven against Boston. And and it was crazy to watch how I went and looked at some interviews after they lost to Boston the the first time and how he wheeled like he knew he know Powell needed a little bit more. He know those guys were playing too soft and Kobe was yep. like this ain't the time for me to be our friends. He that he got that dog about him. Yeah. He was like, look, man, y'all got something to do. Y'all need to toughen the hell up. Tighten and up. we need to get this done. Tighten up. You know, and yeah. man, just and then it, it's just the respect, man, of Kobe that I've gained over the years. Yeah. And, you know, watching him and and more respect for as as me being a family man and a father off the court, you know, with his Facts. kids. Yeah. You know, it's just great, man, like to see everything that Kobe did and uh Kobe Bryant will always be one of the best in my book. You know, I I, I hold him very high. Yeah. You know, rest in peace, Kobe. We going. You are truly, truly missed, man. It's going to really, it's really going to hurt me not to see you up there giving giving the speech that we know would be terrific. You know, but man, yeah, man, Kobe Bryant's just great in yeah. in every in every aspect. He's yeah. great. Yeah. Hey, this reduced lunch sports, man. Come on now. Yeah, um, I'm gonna keep mine short because I'm not trying to get emotional. You know what I'm saying? I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna keep mine short. I don't, I don't cry out enough, man. I, I cried uh, Saturday just seeing the highlight reel, man. And this is like I said, people who know me and have listened to the sports show and, and reduced lunch, like you know, th- this is the biggest figure I've, I had in my life who I never knew, like celebrity, like athlete. He, he's it. Not a musician, Kobe, like the athlete. So you know, just seeing it is just surreal, man. And it's, it's a tough one, man. And you know, it's going to be hard to watch that ceremony. I believe uh, Kobe's wishes were either Michael Jordan or Phil Jackson inducts him into the Hall of Fame. Uh, those are his wishes. And 
um, whoever gives that speech, whether it's Jordan or Phil, or if it's a combination of both, you know, it's going to be special, man. So I just want to salute you, Kobe, once again. Bean, we love you, dog. We miss you, man. You're just incredible. The impact you made on so many people's lives, not just on the court, but off the court, like Black said. And just continue prayers to your family and all your fans and everybody who just who 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 admired you, man. And, and of course, I'm one of those people, man. So um, rest in peace, Mumble. Well deserved. Um, He's going to go in as probably the first or second or third best player in the entire Hall of Fame when he goes in. And that's something to be said. So shout out to Black as well for that stat. That's an incredible stat um, that number eight and 24 has scored more points than 91 people. Yeah, I think I'm, I'm thinking about putting it on Twitter because I don't think a lot of people know that fun fact. Yeah, I didn't know. About Kobe. And I know a lot about him and I don't know that. <laughs> I didn't know that. All right, man. So we're going to transition into the big fundamental Mr. Timothy Duncan who averaged 19 points a game 10 rebounds a game 3 assists a game 2.2 blocks a game accolades for Duncan 15 time all-star 15 time all-NBA 15 time all-defensive player the 1997-1998 rookie of the year a two-time NBA MVP a three-time finals MVP and a five-time NBA champion with the San Antonio Spurs Another laundry list of elite accolades. So, Black, talk to me about Timmy D. What you got me for? What you got for me about Tim Duncan, Black? Yeah, man. I just want. <laughs> it's funny to me, man. I just want to say Tim Duncan's full name on the sports okay. stage here: Timothy Theodore Duncan. <laughs> <laughs> yes, but uh, this is Theodore Duncan. this is this is one of my one of my favorite players. Uh, Mm-hmm. Coming up watching basketball because I'm big college guy, so I watch a lot of college basketball as well. And watching him at Wake Forest, I just became a fan. And then going into the NBA, and I felt like him going to the Spurs with David Robinson and Greg Popovich was uh, a slam dunk. Man, they looked you know, up with that boy. You, uh, they looked up with that. They, <laughs> it was a slam dunk. Yeah. You know, his situation was gold right from the start. Yeah, man. So, man, just like yeah. seeing him over the years, man, the players that he's become, the big fundamental. Like, yeah. he does everything for you defensively, offensively. Yep. The leader of his teams. Yep. Like, and he had the chance to learn from one of the one of the one of the one of the better big men in the league in David Robinson. Yep. So uh yeah, man. Uh Tim Duncan, man, just over the years and seeing him play basketball from the five championships, as they say. Mm-hmm. I didn't know he had two MVPs. He does. I didn't know that. He does. And um just like <laughs> I I I don't know because Tim Tim Duncan he 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 meant he meant a lot to me coming up watching basketball because you know we always had Shaq and then it was Shaq and then him in my eyes so I like man it's 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 great to see him going to the Hall of Fame even watching his game on ESPN the other night you know when he was when he was playing against uh who he was playing against oh man I forgot who he was playing against uh. I want to say it was the Pistons. Well, I could be wrong. No, it was the Nets. I'm sorry. When he had the the tw- uh, the 25 points and the 20 rebounds, mm-hmm. like seeing that man, seeing how he was unstoppable and took over that game, man, and it was amazing to watch, man. And they were showing some old footage of different plays plays from him when 
They played against Detroit, man, and he just dunked all over Ben Wallace like crazy. He dunked so hard he fell. Mm-hmm. Like I, it, it was crazy to watch, man. But man, shout out to uh, Tim Duncan on getting into yeah. the Hall of Fame. Well deserved. Yes. Um, one of the one of the best the one of the best power forwards of all time, if not the, if best, not the best. If yeah. not the best power yeah. forward of all time. Five yeah. championships. What can you say? Yeah. All with the Spurs. Like uh, shout out to you, Tim Duncan. Yeah. Uh, well deserved once again. Uh, to be inducted into the Hall of Fame. Absolutely, man. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pick up what Black left off, man. I believe Tim Duncan is the best power forward to ever play the game. I know you got some old school cats, say Kevin McHale uh, is up there. And uh, I looked up his numbers and Kevin McHale was a dog. Carl Malone, I look at his numbers, but he ain't got no chips. You know what I'm saying? Like he didn't revolutionize the position like Timmy D did. I think it's Duncan. I think it's Duncan, KG, and Nowinski. You know what I'm saying? If you want to talk about power forwards, but let's stick with Duncan here. The accolades are ridiculous. 15-time All-Defensive hmm. NBA. And look, you got a lot of players who made All-NBA. Like, James Harden probably win 16 All-NBA offensive uh, teams, but he ain't going to have no defense. When you look at guys like Kobe, who had 13, you look at Dunk, who got 15, they play on both sides of the ball, man. Those two MVPs, Finals MVP, five championships, man. Just remarkable career. But the only thing that's going to stand out for me about Timothy Theodore Duncan <laughs> <laughs> is that he was a silent killer. Yes, he was. You never seen him rah-rah. You never seen him talk trash. It was rare when you saw Timmy get excited yes, it and was. show emotion because he was always focused on the task at hand. And the Spurs committed a robbery when they was able to draft Duncan number one to pair him with the great David Robinson and form the Twin Towers. I remember that like it was yesterday. Like they was on the cover like Sports Illustrated or something like that when they drafted Duncan because they were saying like, man, like these two, this, this these two. Uh, being put together They can win a championship Immediately And they did Yes they did And I think Duncan Was maybe in his second Or third year yeah, When the, they won uh, that championship The lockout, the lockout year. year When they yeah. beat the Knicks I believe Yeah it was the Knicks And, and I was like Man my god Like who, like, who is this kid And I, I knew who he was I saw him in Wake Forest But you see guys got a, You see guys coming to the league And they struggle mm-hmm. Out of college This dude came right in And just picked up Like it ain't nothing bro It ain't nothing And the only reason His points per game Aren't higher than what it was Cause he stayed he stayed two more seasons in San Antonio because he wanted another crack at a championship and he his role was less. He was a real leader. He wasn't the guy that was going to cry, piss, and moan because he wasn't getting the most shots. He wasn't getting the most looks. Tim Duncan knew he was losing a step, but he stayed with the Spurs. He stayed in that locker room. He was persistent. He coached up Ginobili and Parker and a young Kawhi and all those young players. And he, he kept that group together and they finally got back and won another championship. And Timmy D was averaging probably like 12 to 13 points, something like that. But he didn't care about averaging, keeping his average at 25. He showed up in the big moments. He, yeah, I'm saying, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But he, <laughs> didn't, he didn't care about that. Yeah, he, he didn't. He, 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 he didn't, didn't care. And I just that's one thing I, I will always admire and appreciate and respect for him that he stayed. He stayed instead of pissing and moaning, saying, I ain't getting shots, I ain't doing that. And the result of it was another championship was another championship. So all in all, congratulations, Timothy Theodore Duncan, if you just so happen to hear this. Here at the Sports Desk, we salute you, man. In my opinion, the best power forward to ever play the game, man. So salute again, Tim Duncan, on making the Hall of Fame. And all right, so last but not least, 
Out of this uh, great group of players, you have KG, Kevin Garnett. Stat line, 17.8 points per game, 10 points, excuse me, 10 rebounds a game, 3.7 assists, 1.4 blocks in 21 seasons, man. 21 seasons in the NBA. Accolades, 15-time All-Star, 9-time All-NBA, 12-time All-Defensive, 2003 MVP, 2004. Four? Did he win back yeah. to back? I no, no, no. Win. No, he won one the two thousand the two thousand three two thousand four year MVP. Okay, so he won it in 03. Okay, he 10, was 03. Yeah, defensive player of the year two thousand eight defensive player of the year and the two thousand eight NBA champion he has one championship. So Tim, uh, excuse me, Kevin Garnett, like we said just a few minutes ago, one of the most intense and ferocious players, real leaders in the NBA. So Black, what you got on Kevin Garnett's time in the NBA? What do you remember, man? Man, just uh. Just a dog from when he stepped in the league. Like, uh, I, uh, I'm a, on a, one of our other episodes, you know, we brung up, we were talking about uh, Michael Jordan and <laughs> and how when he was playing against the Timberwolves, you, KG didn't care who, he didn't really know about Mike like yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he, you know, just from that, you know, him, he, he didn't care. He was about, he was about hooping. He didn't care who Mike was, you know, and people were telling him to chill out. That's Michael Jordan. Like, man, just, uh, just ferocious, man, a dog. Uh, didn't care what he said out of his mouth. He gonna talk crap to you. He gonna call you. He gonna call you every name in the book. Every name in the book. Like from just seeing him, man, just come from out of Minnesota and the way he willed that team to. They didn't get a chance to win a championship there, but becoming the MVP and uh, being the face of the Timberwolves, man. When the Timberwolves was nothing, you know, he changed that franchise around when while he was there and didn't. The, Getting him going to Boston, man, and pairing with uh, Paul Pierce, Ray Allen, and those guys, man, and, and Boston, and and getting over that hump, man. And they also showed that game on ESPN when they yeah. beat the Lakers, man. And KG <sighs> just went stupid. You know, KG had a stretch there. I think he scored like maybe eight, ten points straight. Yeah. And KG, you could tell KG was about it because he was like, F these mother... I don't care. Let's... <laughs> <laughs> hey, this this I ain't letting this one slip through the cracks. He was giving we it to Gasol, get that, man. man. Like he was giving it to Paul Gasol, man. Paul Gasol didn't know what, what to, to do, do with the big ticket. What to he do. didn't know what to do with him, man. Facts. And just man, just Facts. over the years, man. Not only in Boston with the Nets, you know, going making the playoff run with the Nets. Like it was, it, it was amazing to see KG over his career, man, and to see him, uh, see being able to grow up with him and and with the rest of the guys, man, and. He's one of the best, one of the best energy guys, one of the best leaders, you know, and uh, congrats to him on uh, getting into the Hall of Fame as well. Absolutely, man. Pick up what Black left off with KG. Just a total maniac. Just a total. <laughs> Perfect cra- word, bro. Yeah. <laughs> total crazy man. To- just insane. He belonged in a crazy house, bro, the way he was performing <laughs> and acting out there on the court. A real leader. Follow my lead with the intensity and the dedication. He spoke on Saturday when they inducted him in. He had a live interview and he said, he said, look, man, I, I just want to set the pace and just want to set the tone. I'm going to practice one way. I'm going to play the same way I practice. I'm going to train the same way I play and I practice. There's nothing going to be different about anything that I do. There's not going to be a on and off switch. I'm going to be this way the entire time I'm going to be in the league. And he did that. He was in a Western Conference with the, with the Timberwolves. Well, they were a pretty good team every year he was there. But it was so powerful over there with the Lakers and the Spurs. Mm-hmm. It just wasn't happening, bro. Like, there was a point in time in the West, either the Spurs represented the West or the Lakers did. 
And those teams won championships. And KG just couldn't get over the whole hump. And the one time he got to the Western Conference Finals and played the Lakers, they went home in five games because, you know, that Lakers team, they just wasn't having it, bro. They just weren't having it. But he got his chance. He got his chance in a blockbuster trade during draft night. Him and Ray Allen, they had to Boston. And I said, wow, this is the first somewhat form of a super team. Let me correct you guys who hate on LeBron James out there. The Heat wanting the first super team. They it was the Celtics with KG, Ray Allen, and Paul Pierce. I'm a Lakers fan. I'm a Kobe fan. The single most painful experience, and Black can tell you, that I have had is losing that title <laughs> against Boston that first year Kobe got back to the finals in six games. I was a wreck. Borderline cardiac arrest. Borderline needed the ambulance and paramedics to be standing by my apartment, apartment front door because I was terrified. Yeah, bro. I think I remember I had to talk you through that, didn't Absolutely. I? Yeah. <laughs> I was terrified of, of these guys. Like, I saw it. Game one. I saw Paul Gasol just frightened at Kevin Garnett. Kendrick Perkins frightening Andrew Bynum. Like, these guys were scared of these boys. And I said, man, Kobe got to be like, he got to be all world, but it just wasn't enough. It just wasn't enough. And kudos to KG and those guys. Even though that's my worst championship loss, that one is. Up there were, you know, it, it, KG just was not going to be denied. And he and he has one of the greatest um, clips, man, Winning the championship, man, and, and and I'm gonna play it, and it's it's only right that we play it, man. Man, I'm so I'm so hyped right now. Anything's possible. Anything's possible. Yeah, so that was when KG finally got his ring, and it was one of those championships. Even though I was hurt, sad, and depressed. I did look and say, you know what? That boy deserved that. Yeah. He deserved he did. that. He he did. And I hate Paul Pierce. I hate him <laughs> still to this day. But I uh, I took my cap to KG. So KG, hell of a player. One of the most ferocious, intense defensive players in the league. Ferocious leaders, intense leaders. When he came to your team, whether it was the Timberwolves, the Celtics, or the Nets, he changed culture. And Paul Pierce said that on Saturday. He said, Boston was a certain type of way before he got there. But he said, day one, he said he walked and he looked in everybody's eyes. He said, y'all going to follow my lead. Let's go. And Paul Pierce is standing right there, Mr. Celtic. And Paul Pierce was like, let's get it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So that just goes to show you about uh, KG. So um, one last question. It's going to be a hard one. It's going to be a hard one, Black. One last question before we wrap up uh, this 2020 class. Black, who is the best player? KG, Tim Duncan, or Kobe Bryant? Talk to me, Black. Oh, man. Talk to me, Black. D, man, this is really tough, bro. <laughs> like, this is really tough. Like, uh-huh. I know who you're going to say. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> it's really tough, man. Um, oh, man. Talk to me, Black. Who's the best I player? Got, I got I to gotta go in my heart. In my heart, I'm going to go with my heart with this. Go ahead, bro. I got to go with Kobe Bean Bryant. Yes, sir. I got to go with Kobe Bean Bryant. Yes, Reason sir. being, man, like, yep. I understand that he played with Shaq. And sure. Those teams he was on the first three-peat with the Lakers. But sure. it's been in a number of times <laughs> on those first three rings mm-hmm. where Kobe had to be the man. Absolutely. 
when Shaq was in foul trouble. And fouling when out. Shaq when, fouled, when Shaq fouled out. Absolutely. Or when Shaq was a little hurt or maybe nicked up. Yes, sir. It had to be someone to take over those games. Mm-hmm. And you know who that guy was, D? Oh, let me know, Black. <laughs> Kobe Bean Bryant. Yes, sir. So, yes, sir. I'm rocking with Kobe Bryant in yeah. this one, man. I'm going... I'm going Number eight and number 24 all the way. Absolutely. 25 points. 25 points, almost 26 points in his Her career. Game. Yeah, man. Uh, uh, just an assassin. Yep. You know, the black mamba. What can you say? A yep. uh, true leader. You know, uh, go, went through a lot of ups and downs in his career and came back on top. Yeah. You know, I'm rolling with Kobe Bean Bryant in this one. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you look at the stat line, man. This man averaged 25 points for 20 years. <laughs> 20. I think the lowest the lowest year he made a have the two lowest years he had in his career was his rookie year mm-hmm. and then the one year when he got hurt, hurt he averaged like 13 points. Yeah. Yeah, so like 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 you say D man like it has to be it has to be Kobe man because yeah. man we just always seen greatness. Not saying that we didn't never seen greatness from the other guys Absolutely. we did. Absolutely. Just man. Kobe was just the one who recognize more to us than anybody else out of those players that we came up watching and seen came in the league as rookies. You know, Kobe was the one who made that impression, as D said, on, you know, on everybody about like, dang, like this guy going to be something. We seen it from the jump. So yeah, man, I got Kobe, man, over KG and Tim Duncan. Facts, man. Of course, same here. I'm not going to waste your time. It's Kobe Bean Bryant. I'm not going to waste your time. I think he's the best player out of the bunch, even though all players are great in their in, in their own regard. But, of course, I'm going with the mom. It's, it's no question, man. Like, ferociousness, a true leader, uh, average 25 points for 20 years, five titles, MVP, all that, bro. Like, he just, man, I ain't going to say no more because y'all going to be like, he juicing. Yeah, I'm drinking the whole bottle. Oh, well. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. So shout out again, man, to the 2020 Hall of Fame class, man. We'll be looking forward to seeing that ceremony. And again, it's just going to be heavy hearted to know that Kobe won't be there. But it does do us, uh, does our hearts good that he's taking his rightful place in uh, basketball mortality, man. So shout out to the Mamba, the big ticket, the big fundamental, man. Congratulations, man. All right, man. We're going to run down a couple of more things. We're going to get out of the NBA, man. Uh, Black, it's happening. It's happening, Black. It's happening. You guys not allowed? No, I'm just kidding. What time is it? Our mentality was to go out and win at any cost. Jordan is the most talented player in the NBA, by far. The show of the 90s, the team of the 90s. How you feeling? Whenever they speak Michael Jordan, they should speak Scottie Pippen. We created an image that people want to live up to. I think that's all you can hope for. Yes, sir. Man, oh, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, God. Thank you. Thank you, everybody who was able to make this happen. Thank you, coronavirus. Thank you, Corona. Hey, I think PJ got something to say about this, too. Yeah, man. I think, I mean, because this is a cultural event. Like, this this ain't sports, bro. Like, this is a cultural event, man. You're absolutely right. And ESPN made the call, and this thing was supposed to debut in July. But they said, hey, we bumping it all the way up to April the 19th, yeah. man. People, we, 
People been at ESPN like, yeah. bro, y'all got to get us, give us this now. And like, why we waiting to June? Like, and we getting yeah. it. We're going to get the last dance, man. We are getting it on April the 19th, man, on a Sunday. It is taking place, man. This documentary has been highly, highly anticipated ever since they ran the trailer, man. I think it was, uh, was it Super Bowl weekend? January. January, January sometime yeah. like that. They ran the, the official trailer, a 10 part series man we are so hyped for this we're just gonna run down the schedule really fast man before we give our little bit of tidbits we're not gonna talk about it right now because it ain't we ain't seen it but we just hype all right so april 19th there's 10 episodes episode one and two will take place at nine o'clock each episode is one hour long all right april 26th episodes three and four may 3rd episodes five and six May 10th, episodes 7 and 8, and May 17th, it wraps up with episodes 9 and 10 on ESPN and ABC at 9 p.m. from 9 to 11. We're going to get a look inside of the cultural dynamic that the Chicago Bulls and Michael Jordan were. All right, so this is not a Jordan documentary, even though he is the most heralded <laughs> figure in this uh, documentary, but this is a Bulls documentary. We're going to get the Phil story, the Scotty, the Rodman, and they're going to only go as far back as when Jordan returned, when Jordan returned from retirement until the end of their last championship, man. So real quick, we'll go around the room. How excited are we about this documentary? And, and D, I'm happy that you said that because I've been getting a lot of I've been trying to tell a lot of people, man, this this documentary is not about Michael Jordan in this entire. It's about the Bulls. The Bulls. I know that people just see Michael Jordan and he first thing is, yeah, oh yeah, yeah it's sure. about Mike. For but sure, for sure. Mike is the face, but this thing is entirely about the Bulls, man. Just just seeing that uh that clip, man, and hearing that clip, like, how many players do you hear say we're going to win at any cost. Any Not cost. Many, it man. don't matter. Not it many. don't matter. And here, Mike say that, bro, you already know how it is. I'm excited. Yep. I can't wait. Soon as they announced this, I think I text D like 8 in the morning like, bro, what are we going to do? <laughs> like, are we going to get this panel together? Yeah, we just, yeah, well, yeah. What exactly are we going to do for this? Because I'm excited. I'm hype. I'm, I'm ready to hear everybody's part and how they feel about each episode. Oh, but yeah. man, I'm, I'm really looking forward to this because I want to see like uh, the the highs and the lows of the Bulls that we didn't get to see. We yeah. seen we seen a lot of highs. I'm sorry, we seen a lot of highs from the winning championships, or everything. But I want to see what the lows was yeah. and behind closed doors, everything that went on uh, with the Bulls. Facts. PJ, you got something on that, man? Yeah, man. Um, of course, you know, big uh, Michael Jordan fan. Mm -hmm. Um, when I was a kid, big Bulls fan. Yeah. Um, I, I didn't watch a lot of sports when I was younger, mm -hmm. but you know, of course, when, when Michael Jordan mm -hmm. and the Bulls came on, I had to watch it. Facts, facts. But, um, I, I, I do want to see like, just, just the drama that went down behind, behind the scenes, ups yep. and downs, like, um, uh, mm -hmm. like Black said, uh, I, I know we're going to talk about wrestling later on, yeah. but did y'all happen to see the, uh, Untold with, with, um, Dennis Rodman when he went to WCW? No, I have not seen that, bro. I'll check it out. Check it out. Okay. Uh, I'm, I'm just giving you one spoiler. Okay. All right. So, this was, a, this was like during, during the um the last championship finals, Rodman was hanging with Hogan and Bischoff in them. During the finals, they couldn't find Rodman nowhere for um practice. So, huh. Phil Jackson called Hogan and was like, where's my guy? 
Phil Jackson. Phil Jackson called Hogan. It was like, where's my guy? Oh, I got to see that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Tonight. Yeah. yeah. Go see it. That's, that's on the network? Yeah, it's on network. Okay, bet. Oh, okay. oh man, yeah. yeah. So, hey, thank you. Hey, thank you, yeah, PJ, need, yeah. for, for letting us I go. I definitely I need know. to see that. I, I didn't know that, man. So, man, yeah, we're going to check that out. Uh, my little t- you know, two cents on it, man. I want to hear the stories. I'm just intrigued to see the stories, man. I just want to hear behind the scenes what happened. I want to know about the injuries. I want to know about the dysfunction. I want to know about how how really hard it was to do what this team did. Because back in the day, we weren't privileged to social media. We wasn't. LeBron James and, and the stars that are playing in the NBA today, we know it all. We get it very fast. At the sample of a finger, we get it. Of course, we don't get everything, but we get a huge sample mm-hmm. size what these guys going on. But back then, nothing. <laughs> so you got people like my pops. My pops will be 60 years old this year. He don't know. And he the biggest Michael Jordan fan I ever met. So it's not only us. It's the entire world that's going to stand still for five weeks straight. While this documentary is on because we are finally going to see and learn about it all. We're going to hear from Mike, Scotty, Phil. We're going to hear from the celebrities. We're going to hear from Obama. We're going to hear from Nas. We're going to hear from Kobe, Justin Timber. We're going to hear about the impact Oprah Winfrey is on there. All these people who were there. Michael Jordan was a frequent guest on the Oprah Winfrey show. <laughs> so we're going to get all of that, man. And I'm just excited to hear the stories. And I'm telling you, the content that's going to come from the sports desk when this thing rolls out, whoo, it's going to be good. <laughs> because all of our friends and all of our family, they are locked in and everybody going to have something to say yeah. about this. We're going to do our best, man, to provide you guys with excellent content once this thing gets going. So it kicks off April 19th, 9 o'clock, ESPN, ABC. You got one last thing, Black? Yeah, man. I'm just sitting here thinking when you had rolled out all the episodes, like, do you know how much content that is, man? Oh, we going like, to trust me. Every every show is an hour long. Yep. Like, that's crazy. It's, it's, it's a whole lot that's going to be broken down in these episodes mm-hmm. that we didn't get to see, like you said, mm-hmm. D. Like, we're going to learn a lot of stuff that we didn't know. Yep. We're going to be shocked by some stuff. We're going to be surprised. But we're going to stuff. We're going to, it's going to be some stuff that we did know. Mm-hmm. Some stuff we didn't know. Yep. Like, uh, I can't wait, man. Yep. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, tr- I'm, I'm more excited. Probably. I'm more excited than anybody about this. Probably not. I'm not going to say anybody, but. You amongst the. the, the, I'm, the, the, I'm a, the I, I've been talking about this since. Yeah, it I mean, got announced on Twitter before they even had the promo. Yeah, everyone's like, excited. Yeah, man, I'm just, I'm, I'm just ready for this, man, and Thanks. I can't wait till we get in our debates yep. and sitting down and just breaking these episodes down. Yep. It's going to be classic, and you made you don't want to miss these. It's going to be great. No, you don't, you don't, you don't, man. So again, the last dance, April nineteenth, on ESPN, man, uh, going all the way through uh, May. All right. All right, man, so we're going to transition into the W, W-E, shout out Big E, man. We're going to talk about WrestleMania 36. I want to see if y'all recognize this. This might be our new permanent opener when we talk about WWE. I always got a kick when I heard this quick sound uh, real quick. I found this. So they're like, oh, I need this. I need that. I need that. All right. So this past weekend, man, it took place. 
WrestleMania 36. And before we even talk WrestleMania 36, I'm going to go around the room real fast and let's make it quick. Give me a WrestleMania moment. Give me a personal WrestleMania moment that you have for yourself. Since I put you on the spot, I'll go first. My WrestleMania moment is WrestleMania 6. The Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan, title for title, in Toronto, Canada, 100,000 people in the building. You've seen the two most powerful forces in wrestling standing face-to-face warrior with that yellow strap with the orange trunks and the green boots. And you got Hogan larger than life, man. You thought he'd never lose. And they combine for a hell of a match and the warrior ends up winning the championship. And he's when he's waving uh, those two belts over his head, man, that'll never leave me. That'll never leave me Warrior Hogan WrestleMania 6. Black, what you got? Um, Oh, man, this, t- this tough, man. Uh, it's a lot of moments, but I got to go, man. I got to go with my guy. Um, I got to go with Undertaker when he won uh, when he uh, won the championship at WrestleMania. I don't remember which one. Psycho Sid. Yeah, against, was, Psycho, uh, against Psycho Sid. At WrestleMania 13. 13. Like, the Undertaker, the, <laughs> this guy just gave me chills when I was a child, man. Just seeing him, like, it's crazy, man, that he's one of my big, one of my favorite wrestlers of all time. Like, it would have to be uh, WrestleMania 13 when he beat Psycho Sid. All right. PJ, give me a WrestleMania moment. All right. Um, I'm going to go with uh, um, Austin versus Rock, WrestleMania 17. Okay. All right. Um, okay. Yeah, I, I, rem- I remember this vividly because, you know, I actually, ordered, it was like the first pay-per-view that I ordered. Okay. You know, <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, you know, great great match, you know. Absolutely. Uh, very violent, very bloody. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. The, the ending of the match, you know, uh, Stone Cold uh, joining joining forces with, you know, Vince McMahon. Yep. Uh, something I didn't see coming. No one did. You know. Um, and I was hoping, I was like, please say sight, please say sight. But, you know, <laughs> it, it was just, you know, Austin actually turning heel. Yep. Yeah. Actually you know, turning heel. Yep. That's something that you'll never forget. And that. Yep. It introduced a new era. Yeah. It hurt me. And, you know, it did introduce, you know, a new era. You know, yeah. you had the invasion. You know, Vince just bought WCW. Yep. You know, yep. Yep. So, you know, it was a, it was a, a turning point. Yes, sir. For the business. Yes, sir. All right, man. We're going to get into uh, WrestleMania 36, a two-night event that took place this past Saturday night. Um, let's, get, just, let's just get into some of the matches. We're going to break down four specific. We're going to have four that we break down. And, of course, we want the guys to give their overall thoughts. But let's get into the matches first. Uh, night one, you had um, Cesaro defeat Drew Gulak, all right, in the singles match. Yeah, Alexis Bliss and Nikki Cross reclaimed uh, the Raw Women's Tag Team titles, defeating the Kabuki Warriors. You had trash match with Elias and King Corbin. <laughs> that didn't even have to be on there. So we're going to stop right here to our first match that we're going to break down. We're going to talk about. We had Becky Lynch retain uh. the Raw Women's <laughs> Championship, defeating Shayna Baszler, and I'm going first. <laughs> I was so disappointed to see Becky Lynch retain this championship. She won this title back at WrestleMania 35 in the first ever women's main event. I'm a big Becky Lynch fan. Her pop was big like Stone Cold was at one time when her music hit. We hadn't seen a superstar gather that much pop in a long time. Cool. But she's rode her wave. 
She's rolled her wave. Shayna Baszler is the perfect opponent to knock her off and give Becky Lynch another surge for the fans. I'm sick of seeing it. She seems like she's in, in she's not beatable. Now, how do you set up Becky Lynch to get mangled by Baszler for the past two months? This woman has destroyed Becky. Becky ain't been, ain't been able to do nothing with this girl except come from behind and hit her with a steel chair while she's doing a promo. So you mean to tell me you get her in a match at WrestleMania and not only does she win disgustingly with a roll up little one, two, three. That was trash. <laughs> I'm WWE missed on making Baszler a formidable opponent for Becky for the next two or three months. This is a rivalry that could have been extended. Becky could have been a two or three time Raw Women's Champion, uh, champion by the end of this rivalry, but what now? So now you put a dent in Baszler who ran through the whole women's division in the Elimination Chamber. So who are you going to put her up against? So I was disappointed. And this is not, I'm not dissing Becky. I'm dissing, dissing the WWE. In my opinion, I felt like Baszler should have won this championship. She should have won this match. That would have created more anticipation with this rivalry between these two. So Black, go ahead and tell me why I'm wrong, sir. Well, you di I disagree, sir. I disagree. I love this match. This was my pick. This is uh, Becky Lynch is one of my favorite wrestlers right now. Um, I like this, and I don't think it's over between her and Glazer. I think it's a, I think it's a chance. It's going to be uh, more chances for her to uh, for uh, Shayna Glazer to beat Becky, which she will. They're going to WWE is going to do something uh, with this because, like you say, it's 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 no one else. It's no one else that you would want to put in with Becky Lynch to take that. Not on the Raw her. roster. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that this storyline is going to keep going. It's just a, it's just the beginning of it. So uh, yeah, man, uh, I'm, I was hyped, man. You know, my girl uh, Becky, the man, uh -huh. retains. You ooh, know, I, I text my boy right afterwards yeah, yeah. and was like, Becky won. Mm. And he was like, Who? I said, Yes, <laughs> Becky Lynch. I was Becky Lynch won. Yeah. So yeah, yeah man, yeah. I was excited, man. One of my favorite matches of the night as well, too. Yeah, I was, man. Are you kidding? Bro, yeah, when he sent that text. So, PJ, talk to me, man. What you thought about uh Becky and Baszler? What you thought about it? Um, I did want to see the title change hands. Yeah. Um, Becky is becoming very stale. Yeah, man. To me. Yeah. Uh, like yeah. just 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 that that rain that rain from like last year. Yeah. Uh, is just is is stale. Like yeah. we 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 need a change. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel like. They build up Shayna Baszler to be like this this monster, yes. like bite biting Becky Lynch um yes. next bloody. Yes. Like you know, like it was a it was a raw steak. Yes. You know? yes. <laughs> it's, um, yes. Like she an MMA fighter. You know, right. she beating everybody left and right. And I just feel like she could have been like a female Brock Lesnar. Like yeah. how, how they tried yeah. to how they tried to do do uh Ronda Rousey, mm -hmm. try to make her like the female Brock Lesnar, she could have mm -hmm. been that. Mm-hmm. You know, but um I, I feel like, you know, like y'all said, this ain't the end. You know, we'll see yeah. how it goes um from here on out. Yep. And, you know. All right. All right, yeah. So I mean, like I say, I'm not I'm not dissing Becky, but like PJ said, I agree with him. It, it, it's time to kind of shake it up just a tad bit, all right? All right, so we're going to move on down. You had Sami Zayn retain the Intercontinental Championship against Daniel Bryan with a little help from his guys, Cesaro and Shinsuke Nakamura. Uh, entertaining match for the uh, SmackDown tag titles. I think the men's got sick or got hurt or something like that. And 
They kept it a triple threat match with Morrison, Jimmy Uso, and Kofi Kingston in the latter match. That was very entertaining. Yeah, it, was. It, it, it was a good match. It was, it was a really good match. Um, next you had the Monday Night Messiah. Ooh. Seth Rollins take a <laughs> L to Kevin Owens. Man. Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens did that frog splash off the top of the 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 whatever it was. The elbow. It was an elbow. Yeah, yeah, it was an elbow, and uh, that was pretty entertaining. They they had a they had a pretty good that match, match man. Good, I enjoyed man. that. All right, so now we're gonna take our second stop. We're gonna show Braun Strowman a little bit of love. He defeated Bill Goldberg and claimed his first world title. He is the new. Universal Championship match. I got a feeling what we all are going to say about the match. <laughs> but this has been a long time coming for Strowman. You know, he should have been champion. He should have been champion. But now he finally has his hands on a Universal crown. So let's go around the room. And the funniest thing on this stat line that I'm looking at, the match was only two minutes and ten seconds. <laughs> That's how long this match was. So, Black, what, what, give me your thoughts on Strowman and Goldberg, first, man. First off, man, I want you to do that, that perfect dash. trash that you do. What's that? On the episode. Oh, the match. <laughs> listen. Listen. This match was hella trash. Ooh, hella. Hella trash. We all, and we said on the last episode that we we kind of knew that Braun Strowman was going to be the guy here to replace Roman Reigns. Yeah, we did. But, um, and I and, and I think we picked uh, Braun Strowman to win this because it's, yeah, it's, it's only right that he, yeah, we he did. wins it because the WWE messed up the first time with Braun Strowman. And when he was on a rampage, like the real, like for real, for real, for real, for real. So, like to see this man and how awful it was, man. Like five spears. Uh, what'd you say, PJ? Uh, four, uh, four running, <laughs> running power slams. One, two, three. You have a new champion. Yeah. I was so disgusted by this match, but like you did, like you said, D. <laughs> What a, it wasn't really much to expect from this match. Nah. Uh, Bill Goldberg can only give you so much. Correct. Man, uh, Correct. it was a hella trash match, but shout out to Braun Strowman. We'll see what the WWE does with this moving forward. Yeah. I'm pretty sure it's going to be something with him and Roman Reigns. Yeah. So, uh, but yeah, man, shout out to Braun Strowman. Yeah, so PJ, give me your, your sentiments on uh, the Goldberg and Braun Strowman match that went two minutes and ten seconds. Well, I feel like Goldberg matches like now are very predictable. He going to yeah. go for that spear. Yeah. Like just from yeah. the beginning. Yeah. And he going to go for that funky ass jackhammer. <laughs> and he going to go <laughs> which didn't work <laughs> so I mean uh, like I already knew it was going to be short because of his age you know he, he, he 55 years old I, I get it but you know um, I feel like you know it had it had to go to it, the title had to change hands absolutely absolutely um, you know, I'm happy it, it went to Braun Strowman. Yep. I don't like how it went to Braun Strowman. I agree. But, you know, I'm happy that he finally got his opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah, and you know, same here. The match sucked, though. Yes, it did. Yeah. I, oh, okay. Let me get you a home. <laughs> yeah, my, I, I echo both of you guys. I'm going to keep mine short and sweet. The, the, the match was abysmal. It was egregious. It was dash. It was just hell. It just sucked really, really bad. Really away. I, I can't even get those two minutes and 10 seconds back in my lifetime. The only positive <laughs> of that was Braun Strowman is finally a world champion. And I agree with PJ. I don't like how. He became champion, but I am happy that he is champion. WWE did get it right with who should have replaced Reigns. And uh, he's now the champion, man. So shout out Braun Strowman for finally getting these hands 
uh, on a championship. All right, so we're going to make our next stop. Woo-wee. The Boneyard Ooh. Match. Yeah. You have the phenomenal AJ Styles against the Reaper, the Dead Man. The Undertaker. The Undertaker. <laughs> In the Boneyard Match, the headline night one of WrestleMania. And we're going to go through the room and just I, just, I can't wait to hear what you guys have to say about this match. So, Black, let's start with you. How did you feel after this thing was all over, man? Hey, man, I don't know about you guys, uh-huh. but it seems like I was watching an Oscar-worthy movie. <laughs> Facts. An <laughs> Oscar-worthy movie. Facts, man. And I seen PJ say something on Twitter. Are we getting the American Badass back uh-huh. and The Undertaker? Uh-huh. I think we did. Mm-hmm. I think we did. I think we got a little bit of both. I think we got a little bit of we the did. Dead Man we and did. the American Badass on the Take M1. We did. But, man, this was... <laughs> This match, man, just made my night. Yeah, man. It made yeah. I, I was I was already nervous for Undertaker because I wanted him to be so good. He he has to always be good for me in, uh, in WrestleMania because that's the only time he wrestles. By mm-hmm. him being uh, one of my favorite wrestlers, but man, they hit this on the head. Yes, sir. Like it seemed like a movie to me. Like yeah, facts. to to for it to be no fans and to hear everything Undertaker was saying to uh, AJ Styles. It was it was crazy to hear Undertaker like that. Yeah, man. He was like going at him about his wife. He's like, "What you got to say about my wife now? What was you saying? What Beautiful. did you say? Okay, Beautiful. come on, AJ, stand up. It's okay. Beautiful. It's okay, man." Yeah. Everything about this match was beautiful, man. Yes, like sir. the whole thing with involving uh the the uh AJ Styles little goons, I don't even remember. The I liked it all. And then yeah. these guys, the walls the break druids. down and then Druids come out and yeah. he takes all them out. Like, man, it was phenomenal, man. Like Oscar worthy movie. <laughs> I wish I, I've watched it three times already. <laughs> like, man, this is by far uh, one of my favorite matches of the night. Yes, sir. All right, PJ, man, give me your yes, thoughts and, and, and your sentiments of the Boneyard match. All right, so the last time I was a guest on here, I said that, you know, I need Undertaker to retire. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm happy to eat crow this time. <laughs> um, <laughs> like, like, like Black said, like, this is like an Oscar-worthy cinematic. Yeah, like, man. It's, it, it was just... It was just a great match and I feel like that was like the best match on the card mm-hmm. you know um, just how Undertaker came in with, with the Metallica music and I got that on my playlist by the way um, <laughs> just how you know how, how he he just beating <laughs> AJ Styles and like just talking like what 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 what's that what's that shit you said? Don't talk about my wife. <laughs> I was in there like roll dying laughing, yeah, and man. you know I'm happy to see like the you know American badass Undertaker, mm-hmm. you know, and like just just everything about it, man, yep. like. Just e- even how, you know, they had AJ Styles, you know, Tombstone and how he was mm-hmm. buried, mm-hmm. you know, had his hand out, you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dope. Yeah. Dope, man. And um, if if this is like one of his last matches, hey, that's a good way to go out. Yes, sir. Facts. Yes. Facts. Yeah, man. Yeah, Great man. Great way. <laughs> yeah, man. Uh, you know, we have a live sound uh, from The Undertaker and AJ Styles after the match. 
You like that? You like that? Yeah. Uh, that was a live sound. Uh, for me, man, I stopped in my tracks. I got off. I was uh getting off from work. Just walked in the house. And I come in the room and I immediately turn on the TV, man, and the match was starting. And I'm looking at it. I'm like, man, what the hell is this? That's the first thing I said to myself. I'm like, man, wow, hell no. That's exactly what my sentiments was when it first came on because I was confused. I'm thinking, of course, I'm thinking it's going to happen in the, in the ring. That's what I'm thinking it's going to happen or something crazy. And then it started. And I stopped everything I was doing. And this match was 19, no, 20, minute, 20 minutes and 19 seconds. This theater. This mm. cinematic production. <laughs> I felt like I was in the Regal Theater somewhere, just stopping in my tracks. I could not believe that they made this work the way that they did. Shout out to AJ Styles for playing the role of uh-huh. that, that nemesis, like just, just pest. He was a pest towards the Undertaker. And, 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 and the way the Undertaker arrived, man, on the bike with the all black, with the bandana, like, just, I was like, oh, man, it's happening. And then when it started, man, they moving all around this yard, man. You see the track, the truck. You see the broken down cars. You see the barnyard out there. Like, the, the imagery was just beautiful, man. They, they didn't leave anything to chance, man. And an excellent performance. This fit the Undertaker. I won't be mad if the Undertaker have barnyard matches. Uh, what is it called? What boneyard? Bone yeah, <laughs> I won't be mad if the Undertaker have boneyard matches until he retire. <laughs> Who's next to come to the to the boneyard? You know what I'm saying? Like, what can you do? Because this works, bro. Yes, it does. Like this fits. And yeah. I went straight to Bleacher Report, man. And everybody had everyone had nothing but great things to say. Oh my God, this was amazing. I didn't see this coming. This is the best thing the Undertaker's done in years. Like it was just so great. The music at the end, and my favorite part, man. And I laughed at the same time when Styles got Taker in the pit. And he was talking trash. And he thought he was finna uh, throw the dirt on him, and that and that light popped out behind. Him. <laughs> and that was the Undertaker and Styles like played that part like you know who's behind me, and it was Taker. And, and you know Undertaker just finished him off, man. That was my favorite part because it was like that's the Undertaker. Yeah, that that yeah. was like his career in like five seconds. Mm-hmm. Like he just can reappear and just cause like fear. Like and just and, and just shake you to your core, you know what I'm saying? Because he has arrived, man. All in all, a spectacular image that the WWE put on, man. Styles did great. The club did great. The Druids and my Taker was like, "Y'all want to do it? Let's do it." When the Druids <laughs> came out the wall, like it's like a, it's like this happening in real life somewhere. Like you know what I'm saying? Like it's just really, really, really dope, man. So. Shout out to the WWE and a creative team. I would yes, love to know. Man. I would love to know. You know who put this together? Triple H. Triple H did this. Really? Triple H, Triple okay. H was behind the scenes on everything. Really? Mm-hmm. Well, shout out to Triple H, yeah. man. And this, and this is why Triple H. We need Triple H to run the show. To run, exactly. We need Triple H to run the show. <laughs> this is wow, amazing. Okay. Triple. Shout out to you, Triple H, Hunter. Amazing. Hearst Houndsley. Yes, sir. Congratulations, yes, my sir. guy. You did it, man. <laughs> so, yeah, man. And that was only night one. 
That capped off night one of WrestleMania, and what a way to cap off. So that drove me to be excited for night two. Yes. You know what I'm saying? I was excited for that, man. So we're going to get to night two. We're going to stop by two or three matches in night two. Uh, they opened up with Liv Morgan defeating Natalia in a singles match. And then we had the NXT Championship. We're going to stop right here. We had the great, in my opinion, the best pound-for-pound performer in WWE right now, Charlotte Flair defeated Rhea Ripley by submission to claim, shockingly, the NXT Women's Championship. So, Black, give me your thoughts on that matchup. And what do you think about Charlotte being the new NXT champion? Yeah, man, I, uh, wasn't, wasn't a bad match at all. Uh, you could tell that Rita Ripley is uh, up and coming, but yeah. she went against the GOAT, you know, so she, she uh, did. and Charlotte Flair. Yeah, so it's not expected. The only thing I have uh, is this going to be uh, Charlotte Flair full time on NXT? I'm not sure. Now, uh, what, not sure. What, what, what is this going to be like since with her having this belt? Not sure. Are we going to get her on Raw, SmackDown, or NXT uh, more? Yeah. I'm just, uh, you, we, I, I, I had picked her to win this anyway, but mm-hmm. I'm, my thing is now, what are we going to get and how are they going to run this out with Charlotte Flair being the NXT champion? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm very, I'm, I'm very intrigued to see what they do with Charlotte Flair with this, mm-hmm. to see how they roll it out with her being in, uh, the NXT champ. But uh, overall, it was, it was, it was a decent match. The goat she wanted, it was expected. So uh, shout out to Charlotte Flair. Tenfold, tenfold. PJ, give me your thoughts on Charlotte claiming the NXT championship. What you think about the match overall? Uh, I feel like it was a great match. Yeah. Uh, Rhea Ripley is a formidable, formidable oppo- yes, opponent. Yes. Yes. Um. But you know, I, I again what Black said. You know, um, you know, I I was kind of like worried about like her just her going to for the NXT Championship. I, I was, like is it like a demotion or like what is it? Because I feel like Charlotte Flair is like one one of like the greatest women wrestlers of all time in WWE today. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I thought maybe she would go for. Um, Becky Lynch for you know a revenge match or something, you know. Um, trash Bailey, <laughs> yeah, trash Bailey, yeah, yeah. But, um, I mean, just as I mean, she got a championship, she won, right? You know, it, it, it's cool, it was, a, it was a dope match, okay. You know? All right, yeah, for me, same thing. I'm Char- one of Charlotte Flair's biggest fans, I love Charlotte. Uh, everything about her. I think she's the best in-ring performer right now. It's arguable. You can say her. You can say Seth Rollins. You can say AJ Styles. I'm going to go with Charlotte Flair. Just pound for pound in wrestling. This match was really good. They performed. Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair performed in the ring. And they gave us they gave us a really, really good match, man. I didn't expect Charlotte to win, though. I didn't expect really? her. No, because, I, because she now is the NXT champion. I didn't expect them to put the belt on her. And I'm with PJ. What is this? Like, what is this going to do? Only thing I can think of, they're trying to boost up the women's division in NXT. They're trying to get more talent in because the talent, let's keep it real. You got Sasha. You, Lacey Evans is climbing up the ranks as a performer in the ring. Yeah. You, got, you got, of course, you got Becky Lynch. The talent pool of performers ain't that deep in the women's division right now. Mm-hmm. When you go to NXT, they got some gamers out there. They got some people who can perform out there. So maybe is this a maybe Charlotte's next challenger is another NXT performer who deserves to be shown more and put on display. You you know who I'm excited to see in the NXT women's wise. I think is uh the uh she be with uh, the Street Profits. She, oh man, I'm excited uh, to see what they're going to do with her, man. 
Like she seemed like she could be something. I don't know what her what's going to happen with her, but yeah, that's Montez Ford's wife. Yeah, in real yes, life. yes, yes. Yeah, so yeah. I don't know, but she seems like she has something from watching NXT and watching she her on there. She's very, very talented. And it looked like they're bumping her into the main roster with her appearing, you know, with the Street Profits okay. last night. Okay, so okay, okay. She she could be Charlotte's next opponent to be on display. That's the only thing I can think. That's what WWE's doing. Do you think? We may get, I know we talk about Shayna Blazer, but do you think we may see more of the women from NXT now moving up yes. to like challenge Bailey and Becky? They have to. Yeah, I okay. think the ta- I think the talent pool is starting to show. Like, okay. you got a lot of women in that division and you got some, you got some gamers and you got some, you got some people who just there, in my opinion. So the gamers, it ain't that many of them. I think it's, if you really break down the women's roster right now. It's maybe five or six people who I would watch a match with. Yeah. And I think it's a lot more on SmackDown than it is Raw. On Raw. Raw ain't nothing yeah. there on Raw. Yeah. Ain't nothing there. It's nothing. No. I, I feel like they need to split that up. Yeah. So it'll they need be to shake a, it up for real. Yeah, it need to be even. Yeah. So we'll see. But shout out to Charlotte, man. Shout out to Charlotte, man. So we're going to run down the list some more. You had Aleister Black. Well, that was a Def- yeah, defeat Bobby Lashley. And I have one question for Bobby Lashley. Man, that, that was a bathroom. What did you do? I went, I went uh, for a bathroom and pizza break yeah. during that um, match. Yep. Trash Bobby Lashley. What? what did you do in camp? <laughs> uh, one more time. Bobby Lashley, I have one question for you, sir. Wait, what? What did you do in camp? I mean, my God. I'm, we're not going to talk about this match, so don't even... Oh, get please, to thank you. So thank you very much. We're not going to talk about this match. So, <laughs> Allison Black defeated Trash Bobby Lashley with Lana. I don't even know why she's out there right now. What's What the hell going on? <laughs> why is Lana out there? This could have been... Bobby Lashley! Didn't they have a pre-show? Bobby Pizza Break Lashley. <laughs> <laughs> Bobby Bathroom Break Lashley. <laughs> Didn't they have a pre-show? Yeah, we're not, talk, we not talking about it. Oh, okay. Let, we're going to keep it moving. All right, you had uh, an interesting dynamic storyline. You had old Otis uh, face Dolph Ziggler. He got the win, and he finally got his girl. Uh, what's her name? Uh, Megan. Maggie something. Megan something. Mandy. Oh, okay. Mandy Rose. I think it's Mandy, Mandy Rose. Rose. He finally got his girl. So that was a little storyline there. Uh, Otis defeating Dolph Ziggler. And we're going to make our next stop. It was gruesome. It was brutal. It was 36 minutes and 35 seconds. Mm. The longest match on the entire card. We are talking about the last man standing match. You have the returning edge. The rated R superstar taking on the Viper. Randy. Orton, let's go around the room. Black, what did you think about this match? Of course, Edge getting the win over Orton in the last man standing. What you think, Black? Man, this I love this match, man. To see, yep. it, it was so good to see uh, Edge back when Absolutely. his when his music hit, man. Yeah. It just yeah, you be like ah, get you chills, get you, man. Get you chills and get you hyped, man. But yeah. man, uh, him and um, oh, what's his? I'm Randy Orton. Randy Orton, yes. Yeah. Him and Randy Orton knocked this one out the park, man. They got right. this one right. Right, man. They were everywhere in this match. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, they went to the whole weight room mm-hmm. thing and every, mm-hmm. they were everywhere. And mm-hmm. it's just back and forth, man. This was a overall great match. I yep. enjoyed every bit of it. Yep. Uh, shout out to Edge on getting a victory. Yeah. Uh, Triple H and those guys got this one right as well. Um, my, thing's now, my thing is now with uh, Edge is, is, are we going to see more of Edge? Or is this something just a one-time thing? I hope it's that we see more of him. Mm-hmm. But a uh, great match overall. 
Yeah, PJ, give me your thoughts, man, on the last man standing match with the returning edge. Uh, actually, this is like my most anticipated match that I want, the most anticipated match that I want to see. For sure. Um, because of, you know, Edge and him returning. Yeah. And um, just to see him, you know, tear it down with Randy Orton, it was it, it was a great match. Yeah. Uh, of course, you know, I was concerned about, you know, his um his neck issues yeah. and you know how he was gonna pull this off and I was like man I hope Randy don't fuck him up man yeah. this is just uh, his first match his first actual match back but yeah. um Edge Edge did it you know he he did fantastic like mm-hmm. you know the high spots you know him jumping off the um the 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 weight machine mm-hmm. and jumping on Randy Orton mm-hmm. and uh him climbing on the um. On the ladder, just mm-hmm. to you know, give him an elbow. That that was like very like it was like an emotional match. Yeah, like I was on the edge of my seat, no yeah, pun intended. Nice. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like it, great it, match, it was man. great, phenomenal, absolutely. Yeah, same. Uh, pick up where you guys left off. It was everything I thought it was gonna be. You got two pros. Big time pros. Yeah. You got two legends. You got two of the best, the business I ever seen. Two of the best performers you ever seen. And it was a thrill and a joy to watch Edge again. It's like he didn't miss a step. It's like he didn't miss a step. You know, he 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 was fluent. He was exciting. Him and Randy got great, great chemistry. You felt the emotion in the match. And I was with PJ. I was like, man, I just hope Edge can be okay after all this. And then he tweeted last night that everything checked out good. He's good. He's good. So I don't know if he's going to, you know, continue to um, do this at the pace that he's doing. I'm not really sure. Uh, but I guess time will tw- tell. But overall, the match itself was fantastic. Great energy. And I really enjoyed it. I did pick Randy Orton to win. I thought Randy Orton was going to win. This is kind of mm-hmm. his style of match. But that concerto at the end, Jesus, yeah. you know, got edge to win. But um, to, to answer both of y'all questions, um. I read somewhere where Edge did sign a deal to like he was gonna do this like for a, a three year deal. Um, okay, he, he's gonna do it like sporadically. Like Correct. he'll he'll come out, you know, during big like, shows. Yeah, WrestleMania, SummerSlam, Summer you know, Survivor Series. Just so you know, he won't wear his neck out. Correct. Yeah, know, and so. he don't need to be there every week. Yeah. Yeah. Edge so, is a treat. I mean, I, mean I, I think that's a good idea for sure. Know? Yeah, keep Edge around, man. Keep Edge around. So that's dope, man. Are right, we gonna move along? You have the Street Profits. Uh, take care of Angel Garza and Austin Theory. My homeboy Andrade got injured. He couldn't, he couldn't perform. <laughs> Again, my boy Andrade. He just couldn't perform, man. My boy had got injured the Friday night before SmackDown. And uh, Street Profits made easy money over Angel Garza and Austin Theory. All right. Up next, all right, we had the women's five-way elimination match. This god-awful event took place last night. You had Bailey retaining the championship, defeating Lacey Evans, Naomi, Sasha Banks, and Tamina. And I'm going to start. WWE, I am sick of y'all. Yes. Why in the hell does Bailey say have the championship? What's the motive here? If y'all going to let Sasha Banks turn on Bailey, why y'all didn't let her do it last night and win the championship? We all see what's coming. We see what's coming. So y'all let her beat four other women. Four other women. To retain the title at WrestleMania for what? Just so we can get a one-on-one feud with her and Sasha? Because I see what's coming. It's going to happen. The way Sasha was looking at Bailey last night, all of the little energies that changed throughout the match, Bailey hitting Sasha on accident. I mean, y'all need to stop this. Bailey is the most boringest. Huh. 
She almost Bobby Lashley like. Y'all ch- y'all should have left her with the little the little hug uh character. Y'all should have left her real happy and hippie. Y'all should have left her like that. Y'all go and change her look and her hair black and she now she even more boring. <laughs> so I don't understand. I Lacey Evans or Sasha Banks should have won this championship last night. And I was rolling with Sasha. Why the hell Sasha ain't got the belt? She the best female in-ring performer on SmackDown. Who better than her? But no, 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 no. Y'all let Bailey with her trash self retain the SmackDown women's title. So, Black, what'd you think about uh, that despicable unfolding last night? Man, I was pissed. I was pissed because Lacey Evans should have been the new champ last night. Mm. She should have been the new champ last night. I was disgusted with this match. And uh, Sasha Banks just come from behind and hit my hit Lacey Evans with that well, what, I don't even know what the move is called. The backstabber. The backstabber and, and, and just cost her the, the championship because Lacey Evans was finna give her that fist across <laughs> her face, man. The woman. Oh, right. yes, man. I was upset. <laughs> but, man, I, I agree with you, D. They have to change this because she, uh, Bailey is boring as hell. She trash, bro. It is like, it's even when she comes on SmackDown, I'm like, oh, it's, I don't even, y'all should even leave her whole segment out in its entirety. It's boring, bro. Like, it's boring. Like, they have to do something. If this feud with, with Sasha Banks is going to be what it is, let's get the ball rolling on this. Please. Please. Hurry up and let's do something with it. Please. But that belt has to come off, uh, Bailey. It has to. It's Jesus. it's horrible. I don't know why she even has got it back. I hate it. That was my disappointment of the night. Just my, of the whole weekend. That was my biggest disappointment was Bailey walking out of there with the championship. PJ, what you got on this abysmal performance by Bailey? That match was Huey. <laughs> <laughs> uh, trash. <laughs> like, <laughs> bro, like, I don't get it. Like, SmackDown has all... The talented, like the the most talented women's roster, yeah. And y'all have a boring champion, yes. Like what's going on? <laughs> yeah. Like we, like I was, I was going for either Sasha Banks or Naomi. Oh yeah, Naomi too. Yeah, they, I, right. Na, Na, Naomi couldn't. I already knew they was going to throw out uh, Tamina. Tamina, yeah. you ain't winning shit. Yeah, Just she shouldn't been here. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> she shouldn't even been in the match, right? But um. I just want to I just want to see how this um how this story unfurls uh, yeah. with Sasha and um Bailey the yeah the boring girl yeah it, it, it gotta happen <laughs> and we'll see all right we gonna keep the ball rolling and uh man what was next after that was something special <sighs> and uh if you can see the look in PJ eyes right now it feels good so let's talk about it the fire fly. Fun house match took place, and it was an absolute thing of beauty. And before we get it going, we're really glad that you're our friend, and this is a friendship that'll never ever end.
My God. I'm going to start. I'm going to start, gentlemen. I think you should go last, man. You think so? Yeah. Okay, fine. Black, the fiend Bray Wyatt defeated John Cena in a Firefly Funhouse match, my guy. Black, talk to me about your thoughts or your sentiments about the Funhouse match, uh, man. Oscar nomination. <laughs> Oscar win. You're listening to the sports uh, show. Motion picture of the year. Uh, movie of the year. God. Uh, any theater worthy award that this could have got, it got it. Oh my it got God. it. Uh, God. D and PJ, I was, I had, I was kind of confused because I really didn't understand. We all were at first, <laughs> but I had to watch it. I watched it four times <laughs> to really get a full, full understanding. Of the match. Like, I was really lost. I know I was doing... It was doing a whole lot. And, man, just to... Just to take it back and go from the few when it was... uh When he was Bray Wyatt. Um, Bray, when he was Br- yeah, Bray, Bray Wyatt, Wyatt yeah. and everything else. The reason why we have the Fiend is because of the... Is because of John Cena. Mm-hmm. And then throwing the NWO and all these different scenarios in there. Oscar winning yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. Uh... The Fiend, he wins male performer of the year in the Oscar. <laughs> Cena, you got the assist for a male actor in an assisting role for Oscar win. Yeah, man. This was uh, amazingly put together. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Hunter Hearst Houndsley, mm-hmm. a.k.a. Triple H, mm-hmm. for behind the scenes and the work on this. Y'all knocked this one out of the park. Out of the park, right along with The Undertaker mm-hmm. and AJ Styles. Uh, this match was the match of the night, um, uh, the match of the whole two days, mm-hmm. because it just took you, a, it gave you a little bit of everything that you needed. And uh, for some people, I know people had to watch this multiple times because I'm pretty sure they didn't get it right away. I didn't get it right away. I'm pretty sure my guys over here probably did. Mm-hmm. But man, hell of a match. Uh, we, if I was going for the fiend, and the fiend pulled out the win. I'm excited <laughs> about uh, what is going to go at John. Shout out to John Cena, man, yes, for yes. for knocking this out the park. Yes. It was good to see him back in WrestleMania. Yeah. It was good to see him performing with one of the wrestling's best in the fiend. Absolutely, PJ. Let's hear your thoughts on the Five Five Fun House. <laughs> the Rolling Stone. <laughs> Firefight Funhouse. Two thumbs up. The best horror movie of 2020. <laughs> yes, sir. But yeah, yeah, man. Like, uh, I was confused just like anybody else. Mm-hmm. Like, I was just trying to see, like, what is this? What's going on? Mm-hmm. Uh, it was just like a whole like array of like just different stuff uh going through like John Cena's like whole career I love that Man. uh him him wearing like the the same tights that he yeah. wore in his debut match again yeah. him uh uh with the NWO stuff the Saturday night main event um that that was funny um and it just looked like you know <laughs> I was like, damn, man, like he ain't getting no licks in. Like he ain't like he, he can't get no hits in, like nothing. And like 
you know, the puppets, you know, Vincent Man talk or something. It was like, yeah, that, that's some good shit. Yeah, I, man. I, I, I was like, <laughs> did, did they that right? Did they just say, yeah, in PG era? Yes. I was like, ooh. <laughs> but, um, but him turning back into like the Eater of Worlds, Bray Wyatt. Oh, um, man. Oh, man. Loved it. Um, then he turned back into like the fiend and just beat him right there. But like the funniest part was the end of it. And they turned back to the WrestleMania stage and Titus O'Neil just, just stand there like, what did I just see? I don't know what I just saw. And they went to commercial. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) So I, I mean, I, I I loved it, man. (laughs) Look, man, I was blown away. I was blown away by this. I'm yes, I was just like you too. I was confused when it first started. John coming out, and I'm like, okay, he coming out to the rain because I'm already thinking about the boneyard match. This is the Fire Five Funhouse match, and then they just transition into Bray Wyatt going to the Fire Five Funhouse, and I'm looking at it like, dang, they're not gonna have a match in there compared to what the boneyard was like. Now I'm getting nervous, but Bray Wyatt starts to tell a story. Like, he starts to tell the story, and I love how they intertwine going all the way back to, like, Saturday night's main event, bro. <laughs> like, the retro feel of the footage, like, him and, and Cena, like, tag team partners, and Cena doing, like, the whole workout <laughs> thing, man, that was yeah, so... Behind the blue cage. Yeah, man, that was so funny to me, dog. And then recreating the ruthless aggression speech with the puppet like and John Cena looking like what the hell is this like John Cena played the confusion role so good like Cena was playing the role that we were in real life we all confused like John Cena like John Cena played that so well but Bray freaking Wyatt what a superstar he is yes he is he showed his talents beyond what I thought he had bro Look, this could turn out, he could be like another Rock, a John Cena, a Petit, like, bro, Bray Wyatt could probably end up on the big screen for real, for real. <laughs> like, he got that kind of range, like, when he transitioned back into the Eater of Worlds character, dog, he did that so seamlessly, bro. Like, it was so smooth how he went back into that character, and he nailed it. He nailed it, bro. Seeing Cena with the Doctor Thugonomics shooting the freestyle work life, work work life. You know what I'm saying? Like just going back to that, and it it was beautiful, dog. I, after it went off, I watched it immediately again. Like soon as the match was over, I replayed it. Like soon as it was done, so I could just embrace it. But ain't nothing like hearing that NWO, dog. Oh man, when he did the Eric Bischoff speech, uh, uh, Bray Wyatt. And Cena comes out, man, with the belt. Like, it ain't the nostalgia, the Monday Night Nitro set behind him. Like, dog, they killed this, bro. Like, dog, this was a movie. This was a short film, bro, that we was privileged to see last night, man. These gentlemen knocked it out the park. I was overly satisfied, man. And they took us down an emotional roller coaster from confusion. Until we started recognizing things. And probably halfway through, it was like, oh, dog, like, we literally inside of a story. We literally inside of a story, man. They did a fantastic job. I I salute John Cena for coming back. And he did good on his word, man. He is here to promote the future of this business. And with something like that, something like that, he is really about 
the future, man. All right, I and uh, it was it was a message right before he uh gave him that sister Abigail, mm-hmm. and you know how they was going back to when Cena was saying like you know the most overprivileged, mm-hmm. overhyped, mm-hmm. and you know they they you know they going back and it's like. You're the overprivileged, yeah, overhyped. Yeah. It's like, no, you talk about yourself. Self, yeah. And Bray said that. Yeah. Bray said that, like, before it kicked off. He said, no, you're going against the biggest opponent you ever have. Yourself. And when he said that, I was like, bro, like, John Cena was on board for his character being dissected, bro. The character of John Cena was dissected last night. Yeah. And it was beautiful, dog. Triple H. God bless you in your in, in, in your journey. Uh, hopefully, when Vinnie Mac is done with this thing, that he just hands it all over to you, my friend. Because with the Boneyard match, we believe in you behind the Fire Fun Fire Fun House Fly whatever the hell it's called match. Salute to you, sir. This was premium, platinum, gold, what diamond television, Oscar winning. <laughs> performance yes sir man and like my boy pj said the reduced lunch sports podcast gives it two thumbs up best horror movie of 2020 (laughs) (laughs) yes sir man so shout out man to the fiend and john cena excellent 13 minutes that whole movie was 13 minutes man excellent it seemed so much longer than because it was so good yeah because it was was, it seemed so much longer than that yeah so good all right, man, so we're going to transition to the final match. We've been on WrestleMania for quite a while, but hey, we loving it right now. So we're going to get into the final match. A new champion was crowned. A new superstar was formally crowned. Somebody got their just due last night, and I'm really happy for this guy. Drew McIntyre defeated Brock Lesnar for the WWE Championship last night. McIntyre claims his first world championship in the WWE. This was a short one as well. This match was four minutes and 35 seconds. Nah. Four minutes and 35 seconds. <laughs> it was seconds. worth it, though. So, uh, Black, I know you was big on Drew uh, getting this championship. So, how do you feel about what you saw last Man, night? Man, that, that Claymore kick got to be like the coldest yeah. finishing move right now. Facts, facts. You know, facts. Uh, I'm excited, man. I'm excited for Drew McIntyre, man. I, yeah. He was my pick. Uh, I think it was time for something new, something fresh. Yeah. Uh, Triple H, they got this right. We're putting that belt around Drew McIntyre's waist. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm kind of sick of Brock, but mm-hmm. you know, I know he's WWE's go-to. Yep. But uh, I feel like we have a new face. Um, I hope I hope this is not a short reign. Mm-hmm. I hope they keep this belt around Drew's waist for a while until they can come up and see who who we're going to put there with Drew McIntyre. But uh, mm-hmm. I love him uh, becoming the champ. Those Claymore kicks are the truth. <laughs> uh, yeah, man. All four minutes were exciting and well worth it. Facts, 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 facts. Yeah. PJ, what you got on Drew, man, finally becoming champion? Um, it's about time, man. Yeah. Um, I, I looked at his... Um, his WWE 24 documentary. Yeah, so did I. But before I before the WrestleMania match, um, you know he went through a lot, and you know mm-hmm. he he deserved it. And yep. I, it, um, I'm happy that WWE got it right with uh both both um World Heavyweight Championships. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I'm just I just hope that they don't put it back on Brock. Right, right. Because right. I'm, I'm tired of Brock. Right. I'm tired of. Part-time champions. Correct. 
So um, yeah, they got they got it right, man. Yeah. Uh, as well, I'm excited for Drew, man. He deserves it, man. Like Drew is one of the most exciting superstars in wrestling right now. He's a hell of a performer, man. He's not that great on the mic, but he's very good in the ring. Uh, but he deserves his spot. And he deserves his time. And kudos to Brock Lesnar, man, for you know going through with it, man, and, and letting it and letting it be. And I don't know if y'all recognize it or not, but when the pay per view was over. Brock was still laying in the center of the ring after the Claiborne kick. I seen that. And you know what that's a sign of? That's a sign of respect. Like, Brock could have rolled out and ran to the back. And in the wrestling world, I was reading last night on the dirt sheets, they were saying that's the ultimate sign that that another wrestler has for somebody, especially when they're giving up over the belt, that Brock agreed to lay there flat on his back as Drew was celebrating the whole time and, and then WrestleMania went off the air. So shout out to Brock Lesnar, man, for being all in and recognizing that, yeah, Drew McIntyre, you know, he deserves this opportunity. Yeah, it was and it was crazy to see how uh when Drew first came came into WWE, how yep. Vince was calling him he was going to be the face at some point. Yeah. And now, you know, he has his time. Yeah. He has his time uh yep. As champ, and I yep. hope that uh, we get some great things moving forward from Drew McIntyre. Absolutely. So, yeah, man, that's going to conclude our WrestleMania 36 coverage. Hell of a card. I think they had up like to 18 matches or something like that, man. Um, a lot of, yeah, a lot, a lot, a lot took place, but the standouts are obvious, man. The Boneyard match, the Fire, Firefly Funhouse match, man. Edge and Orton. McIntyre winning. Strowman winning the titles, man. Um, W for for the circumstances that we're in in the country right now, WWE delivered, man. Yes, they, they did. Delivered. We were all concerned about the whole two night thing, and shout out to Rob Gronk, uh, Rob Gronkowski, man. He did a great job too. That guy got energy. He's fun. Twenty four seven champion. That's right. The brand new twenty four seven champion, Rob Gronkowski. It'll be interesting to see what the WWE does with him. Uh, moving forward, but he was a great host, man. He's somebody who had good energy like he did, and I was glad to see them get him involved uh, the way he did on night two, but shout out to the WWE, man. You guys really uh, nailed it, and I think wrestling fans all over the world will be going back watching the Boneyard match and the Firefly Funhouse match for years to come, man. So shout out, man. So we want to thank PJ, man, uh, for coming through, talking wrestling with us, man. Uh, PJ, got anything before you get out of here? Um... Nah, thanks for having me, man. I appreciate sure, yeah, absolutely. I appreciate talking wrestling with y'all anytime, man. Absolutely, yeah, of course. PJ, you, PJ will be rocking with us uh, anything we get deep diving into wrestling, man. So you'll look forward to hearing PJ's voice here on the Sports Desk, one of our wrestling correspondents. Yes, sir. PJ Durrell. All right, all right, black man. So let's see here. We we running pretty long, man, but we're gonna try to get in a couple things before we get out of here, man. Let's go ahead and transition into the UFC. UFC two forty nine is supposed to take place uh, next Saturday, I believe, and we finally look like we're gonna have a card, black. But we got a big shakeup on the card. We have. Justin Gaethje replacing the UFC light heavyweight champion Khabib Nagarmenov. He will be unable to travel from Russia to the U. Well, we think the United States. We don't know where the card is. Dana White said it's somewhere in the world. That's what Dana somewhere White said. On Earth. Somewhere on Earth. <laughs> That's where this card would be at. But he'll be taking on Tony Ferguson for the interim light heavyweight strap. 
We'll have a little time to talk about the fight. No, well, the fight's next weekend, I believe, so we might not have time to talk about it. So I guess we need to give our, our pick and our prediction here. Interim championship fight, Gaethje, Ferguson, somewhere on earth. Well, well, before not, we get, no, it's on the 18th. Yeah, I think that's next weekend. No, no, no it's not next weekend. They, oh, it's it? not. No, it's, no we yes, have it another, is. No, no, it's not. We got two not. more weeks, we so we'll break down that fight uh, even further. Today's only the 5th. Next weekend is the 13th. Uh, the, I mean, the 12th. So let's just talk about the the how the shakeup yeah like let's just talk about khabib and ferguson not happening and all of the trials that the that the ufc is going through to try to make this call happen like how you feel about it black it's just crazy to me man like you know what my concern was and i told you before like what does this do with connor like because you're going to get this match for an interim champion mm-hmm so that means Khabib's going to have to fight whoever the in, the the champion is, mm-hmm. and then potentially fight Connor. But does Connor sit that long? No. Like I I I don't know what they're doing, but I I think I think I just feel like Ferguson is going to whitewash Gaethje. Like I don't think it's going to be <laughs> nothing fun to watch. Well, there, like, go, there goes Black's pick. I, <laughs> I'm sorry for giving it, but I, when, when I seen the announcement, I was like, oh, my God. I was hoping that he just canceled it outright, but Dana didn't want to do that. Yeah. I was hoping. I was telling you earlier, I was hoping that it could have been Connor, but Connor, I didn't know Connor was in Ireland, yeah. so he wasn't able to step in for this fight. But yeah. um, I don't know, man. Um, we'll see what happens. Yeah, we'll see what happens, man. We'll, we'll break down the card and the fight. I'm, I'm assuming the UFC will let us know quite shortly what's going to be taking place at UFC 249. But, you know, Gaethje getting this opportunity is big for him. I mean, he's he's had a pretty good run, but now he's really stepping up in class. Like he's really stepping up, man, fighting one of the baddest dudes in that division, man. And uh, we'll see if he can handle it or not, man. But as far as Tony Ferguson, my heart goes out to him. Like, how many times is this going to happen? Like, this is the fifth time this fight has been booked, and it's not going to happen. I was loving it when the UFC was saying they could potentially push this fight back to either August or September. Why not do that? Why not just push it back until August, September, when we can really try to do something, man? But I guess Dana wanted to put a card out there. And they say Dana's kind of been looking at the WWE and what they're doing. And then they're going to be upgrading this uh, performance center that they got in Las Vegas just in case something like this happens again, where they can hold their fights in their performance center, kind of like what WWE is doing. So Dana's just kind of up against the wall uh, right now. But they're going to roll with it, man. So we got Gaethje. We got Ferguson. Interim lightweight strap. Uh, April 18th, UFC 249. We'll break it down next week right here on the Sports Test, man. All right, man, so we're going to transition into the National Football League. We're going to kind of chop down some of the topics that we have, but me and Black want to let you guys know that our second annual Reduced Lunch Sports Mock Draft will take place next week. So the draft is April 23rd through the 26th. So next week, me and Black are going to give a mock draft. It may be our top 10. It may be 15. It may be the whole first round. Who knows? But me and Black are going to give our mock draft uh, next uh, week on the sports desk. Um, And right on top of that, the National Football League came out today and said, yep, the draft is going to be virtual. A virtual draft, all the GMs, head coaches, and owners will be drafting from home. Drafting from home. So that's going to be something new. That's going to be something interesting. But, hey, that's just the type of world we're living in right now. So the draft is on the 23rd through the 26th of April, virtual draft. So we're going to touch one topic here. I know I said I was going to burn up Rex Ryan real quick, but I'm going to say that. 
I'm going to say that, Rex Ryan. You want to, you better think Vince McMahon and WrestleMania that the sports test ain't going to light you up, Rex, you know, for what you said about Coop. You know what I'm saying? But we want to get into some news that came out today in the National Football League. Black, the NFL released their all-decade team. And I got a big problem with one spot in particular here on this all-decade team. But we're going, to re- we're going to talk about offense and defense real fast. So on the offensive side of the all-decade team, quarterbacks, Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers. Wide receivers, Antonio Brown, Larris Fitzgerald, Calvin Johnson, Julio Jones. Tight ends, Gronkowski and Kelsey. Tackles, Jason Peters, Tyron Smith, Joe Staley, Joe Thomas. Guards, Jahir Evans, Logan Mankins, Zach Martin, Marshall Yanda. Centers, Alex Mack and Marquise Pouncey. Running backs, Frank Gore, Marshawn Lynch, LaShawn McCoy, Adrian Peterson. Like that group a lot. And your flex player is Darren Spoles. Let's go right on back up to the quarterback. I said, let's go right on back up to the quarterback spot. Unanimous, of course, Tom Brady. Done. We don't have nothing to talk about there. But your next quarterback is Aaron Rodgers. Black, I just want to know from you, do you agree with Rodgers being on the all-decade team? I kind of think they overlooked somebody. Black, give me your thoughts on Rodgers being on this team. Oh, hell no. (laughs) Hell no. What you say, Black? Um, I don't know if my getting the, the, the twenty what the twenty the twenty teens decade or mm-hmm. 20, 20, 10 through two thousand nineteen. My pick would have been Peyton. No, no, Peyton, Man, Peyton Manning couldn't be in this. Um, he run a ring in this decade that the past decade, correct? He did, but. But Peyton had his shine in the decade before. In the decade before? Yeah, but they... Oh, okay, well... They looked over one person, though. Okay, I was wrong. Yeah. Give me Drew Brees or either Ben Roethlisberger. No, no, no. You said the right name. Go back to the name you just said. <laughs> Give me Drew Brees. Yeah, yeah. That, that, that's you it. You know, like... Come on, man. Aaron freaking Rodgers? Come on, man. No disrespect to you, Aaron Rodgers. No, 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 no disrespect. No, 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 Maybe no, no. in the next decade, you'll get your spot. But not in this one. Give me... Give me... Drew, give me Drew Brees or Ben Roethlisberger in this spot. Like uh, those guys are worthy of this spot next to next to uh, Tom Brady. Like uh, NFL, you can't keep doing this with Aaron Rodgers. I don't know what is the deal with you and with y'all and Aaron Rodgers. Y'all just want him to be this face of the league, and he's not. I'm sorry. Get over it. This spot should belong to Drew Brees. Uh, that's the only thing I have up top. Uh, at the quarterback position is uh, Aaron Rodgers been in that slot. Look, who holds the record for most touchdown passes in NFL history, Black? Drew Brees. Who has the record for most yards thrown in the NFL history, Black? Drew Brees. Does that count for anything to you? Yes, it does. Who's the number one consensus number one NFL player voted by the players this past season? Drew Brees. So why in the hell is Aaron Rodgers up here right next to Tom Brady? I'm sorry. <laughs> the last time I looked at the stat sheets and the stat lines, Aaron Rodgers was nowhere to be found. <laughs> I'm sorry. Hasn't it been 10 to 15, 12 years since Aaron Rodgers won a Super Bowl? <laughs> I'm sorry. What kind of records did Aaron what kind of records did uh, Aaron Rodgers break black? Zero. So we're just going to push over Drew Brees for what? Why look over Drew Brees? NFL, y'all got this wrong. 
This is your all-time leading passer. This is your all-time leading touchdown thrower. And he's not on this list. And the only reason he wouldn't be number one is because Tom Brady is the GOAT, has six championships. That's the only reason Drew Brees is not number one on this list. This is this is despicable. This is God awful. This man should not be on this list. And this is not disrespecting the greatness of Aaron Rodgers because he is definitely an all-timer. He's definitely one of the most talented throwers of the football we had ever seen. He is a great quarterback, but I'm sorry, dog. The stats don't line up. Breeze has the records, and he did it in this decade, in the previous decade. So what am I missing here? Who made this list? Show your face. <laughs> Give us your name, Peter King. Give us your name. Get who? Who made this list? I want to know. Colin Cow. Who made this list? Chris Collins. Who made this list? Y'all need to put some respect on Drew Brees' name. Because when you type in record books, when you type in who at the top of the most heralded records for the quarterback position, which is touchdown passes and most passing yards, the name that you see on both of those records is Drew Brees. So, yeah. That's all I got there, Black. I just want to spend a little bit of time and just kind of get that off, man. Drew Brees should take the place of Aaron Rodgers. All right, we're going to go through the all-defensive team, man, before we get out of here, man. Defensive ends, you got Calais Campbell, Cameron Jordan, Julius Peppers, and J.J. Watt. At defensive tackle, you got Geno Atkins, Fletcher Koch, Cox, Aaron Donald, and Dominican Sue. I like that group. Inside linebackers, Keekly, Wagner. Patrick Willis. Shout out to Patrick Willis, dog. Shout out for the NFL not remembering for not forgetting how great Patrick Willis was in his short time in the NFL. That man was the best linebacker in yes, football he was. for a long time. Yes, and he, he was. was an absolute gangster coming out of Ole Miss, man. Absolute gangster. All right, outside linebackers. Chandler Jones, Khalil Mack, and Vaughn Miller. I'm not understanding the Chandler Jones one. Yes, I agree. But I definitely get Khalil Mack and Vaughn Miller. I can't think of a name to replace Chandler Jones right now, but I'll probably do my homework and see if somebody deserves to be in that spot. At DB, you got Patrick Peterson, Darrell Revis, and Richard Sherman. I like this group. A lot of people are saying, what about Joe Hayden? I saw that name today. What about Joe Hayden? But I'm sorry, dog. Like, Joe Hayden, you haven't had opportunity to stamp your name. You haven't been in positions where you've been in NFC and AFC and Super Bowls. We haven't seen you display your talents on the biggest level on the defensive side of the ball. Hayden's a great corner, but I'm definitely taking these three guys over Joe Hayden. At safety position, shout out Eric Berry, man. Shout out NFL for not forgetting how great he was before he got sick, man. Um, Earl Thomas and Eric Weddle was on this list. Very good safety. Are they missing anybody? I don't know. I mean, it's tough, bro. We got to really do our homework on this. Got to really look and see. So I don't want to blurt out any names right now. But at the top of my head, I mean, Cam Chancellor was a pretty damn good safety black (laughs) uh, when he was in Seattle. Yes, Um, he was. So like I said, you're right, Black. We got to do our homework and see who takes that spot. And for for the defensive backs, you had Chris Harris and you had Tyron Matthew. I'm, I'm, I'm concerned about that Chris Harris one. Why not? Why? 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 I mean, he's he's been really good, man. He's been really good. He, he has been. Um, but like you said, you have, we have to do our homework. Yeah, I just I know we we be going through this quick, so I really don't want to get into it. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I had a name that I would have replaced him with. Well, what but, is it then? 
What is it? <laughs> I would have went. Um, I would have went Casey Hayward in that spot over his years with the Chargers. But if you're looking at it about uh, about him being one of the better corners over Casey Hayward. Okay. I mean, he got more Pro Bowls than Hayward. He got more Pro Bowls than Casey Hayward. Mm-hmm. He got a championship. He's been playing on high level. Yeah, he's he been did, playing yeah. on high level teams, and it wasn't like Casey Hayward wasn't on good teams. He was with the Chargers. Yeah, he was as well. Okay, but I, I, I feel I, what you're saying, there, though. I yeah, I just, I, oh, hey, I feel. I, I'm, I'm a look. I'm, I'm really gonna look at that because I want to see. I feel what you're I wanna saying. I want to see. Uh, I would say him and Chandler Jones. We need Chandler Jones. I think we need to take a look at those two guys and I see. Yeah. I feel, I feel, yeah. I feel. All right, man. So that's pretty much going to wrap up today's show, man. It's a couple of things we didn't get to, uh, but we'll try our best to get to them next week. There's two things in particular that we're going to have to get back to. So next week, just to, just to wet your whistle, just to kind of let you know two things that we're going to be talking about next week. We got a clip from Shannon Sharp. Shannon Sharp put the debate out there. LeBron James championship victories were way more harder than Michael Jordan's championship victories. Um, so that's one thing we're going to talk about. And back in 1999, a trade almost took place. We could have saw Tracy McGrady traded to the Philadelphia 76ers to play alongside Allen Iverson in 1999. So we're going to talk about what if, what could have been if Iverson and T-Mac would have been in the same backcourt. So again, next week, we're going to have the reduced lunch sports uh mock draft uh getting ready for the nfl draft we're gonna do that here as well um but we're gonna get into some other news man and then we're gonna get uh out of here we're gonna get out of here so let's get this rolling all right black we got a couple things here let's see all right so you got the ncaa doing a good deed for the spring and summer athletes the ncaa is going to grant eligibility for these kids one more year. They're going to give them one more year since their entire seasons were wiped out. So if you play spring, if you play summer, anything in the NCAA, you're granted another year of eligibility. All right. So good for the NCAA looking out for those kids uh, to get another chance to pursue their career. All right. We got an injury in the UFC. Valentina Shevchenko is out of UFC 251 with the injury. She was set to defend her crown against Joanne Calderwood. All right. So that match will be rescheduled at a later date. Anthony Joshua and Kobrat Palev's title fight has been postponed. This was a mandatory championship fight uh, for Anthony Joshua. This fight will happen at a later date. It was set to take place in July, uh, but that will not uh, take place. And we already mentioned it a few minutes ago. We got The Last Dance, the Chicago Bulls Michael Jordan documentary taking place April 19th on ESPN. 10 episodes. We are excited here at the Sports Test to cover that documentary. And last but not least, again, we have the NFL Draft. We already talked about it. It will be virtual this year. It's going to be kind of different to see. You're going to be seeing GMs and head coaches and owners in front of their laptops at their dinner table. <laughs> at their dinner table making <laughs> draft picks, man. So that's what we're going to get this year, man. One, you got one thing back? Yeah, and one more thing in the boxing world that uh, happened two hours ago while we were recording. Okay. Earl Spence hopes to return this fall. Okay. Versus either Manny Pacquiao or Terrence Crawford. That's huge, man. I think we'll get that Pacquiao fight first. I think we'll get that Pacquiao. Because Crawford got to get something under his belt before he jump in there against Crawford after that car accident. Mm-hmm. I think Crawford might want to get in there and try to get his whistle wet. Uh, you mean uh, Earl Spence? Sorry, Earl Spence might yeah. want to get in there and get yeah. his whistle wet after that. 
hideous car accident that uh, he was a part of. Shout out Meek Mill, man. You can get this on, uh, once again, uh, Google Play, Tidal, Apple Music, all that, man. Shout out Meek Mill. Dream Chase. All right. All right, man. So that's going to wrap up the Sports Desk, man. Episode 50. So, Black, real quick. What are, your, what are your sentiments about 50 episodes of the Sports Desk in here rocking with your dog, man? Man. How you feel? Man, I'm excited. I can remember uh, me getting a call from you uh, telling me let's meet up, let's uh, have a conversation. I didn't know what the conversation was going <laughs> to be yeah, about. Yeah. And we met up and you wanted me to be a part of something special here that yes, we sir. have. Yes, sir. Um, and um, I'm happy that, you know, my... My man's my right hand man, my best friend, my brother. Yes, sir. Allowed me to have this platform with yep. him. You know, this is what we've been doing our whole life. Shout out to Fred for having the vision yep. of uh, putting us together and mm-hmm. uh, doing this sports desk. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to you too, Fred, uh, for all the love that you show us mm-hmm. here at the sports desk. And, and I'm just excited, man. 50 episodes, man. Like, uh, we need to celebrate. I think we have a need to have us a good old drink. <laughs> Maybe one of these weekends to celebrate, my boy. I don't yeah, know about yeah. you. Yeah, for sure. But uh, <laughs> yes, man, this is a big deal for me and D. You know, this is this is big. 50 episodes in because uh, it only gets better from here. Absolutely. It only Thanks. gets better. Uh, only way is up. Yep. The only way is up. Uh, I'm excited. Uh, thank you, man, from the bottom of my heart Thanks. for allowing me to be a part of this beautiful yes, thing we have here going, we have going here, and no I doubt. appreciate it. No doubt. Hey, yeah, no problem, man. Like, you know, me and Black been rocking our whole life, man. You know, when we say our whole life, that's what we literally mean, man. Me and Black are in our mid-30s, and we've known each other our whole life, and it was a no-brainer. I remember me and Fred was talking maybe a few weeks out before we did the pilot episode. That's the only episode Black wasn't a part of because we didn't even know we was going to do that episode that day. So quick story, me and Fred uh, was the only two people in the studio and uh, we was getting ready to do the Reduce Lunch podcast, but uh, B and PJ couldn't make it that day. So Fred, me and Fred were just talking like, man, let's just shoot this pilot off real quick for the sports show. I'm like, right now? He was like, yeah, bro, right now. So he just hit record. And we just did like a quick little hour episode, just just talking a little bit of sports, and that was the end. And then right as soon as as soon as the show was over, man, black just entered my head. I said, I got, I gotta, I gotta hit my boy right now and let him know, hey, it's go time. We finna really have something special here. So I told me and Fred was talking. I say, bro, we gotta bring in black, bro. We gotta bring in black. Let's make this a duo. Let's make this a real deal thing, man. And Fred was like, yeah, let's get it. Like we with it. Like Fred had really wanted to start a sports show, and I don't know why it didn't click with me that like, yeah, I can take this thing and add black and me and black can become something and really push this out. And that's what happened, man. 50 episodes in. My boy Black was nervous when we first started because he had never, you know, been in front of a microphone. He had never, you know, been out there for the world to hear. You know what I'm saying? It's every time we got with it, it was just us and our homeboys really spitting it, man. And Black has become a professional podcaster <laughs> in a short amount of time, man. And we love doing this, man. And like Black said, it's only up for here, up from here for us, man. We're dedicated to this. Quality matters for us. So when you see when you see our covers, when you hear our sound, when you hear our topics, it takes a lot of hard work to do what we do to provide a show for you guys. And honestly, we wouldn't have a show if it went for our listeners, man. The people who support us, man. So we thank y'all for listening, rocking with us, giving us feedback. We try to cover as much sports as possible, man. And y'all hear it every week. You know, we got some people who listen to us for the NBA. Some listen to us for the NFL. Some listen to us for the WWE. Some listen to us for the UFC. Like, some... There's a lot of listeners who come to us for different sports, man, and we appreciate y'all, man. So uh, half a century for me and Black. Fifth episodes in. Look forward to see where episode 100 
Yeah. Uh, we'll bring, man, and that'll be here in, in no time, man. So I uh, just want to thank you, Black Man, for rocking and believing in me and trusting in the vision, coming in, and we building this thing up brick by brick, man. And who knows? You might see a sports desk on your TV one day. Hey. You know what I'm hey. saying? So That's it, man. You never That's know, it. man. You never know, hey, man. Uh, and, and like D said, man, we could we could never forget our listeners, man. We we appreciate all the love and support that we get from y'all on Twitter and Instagram and just all the back and forth conversations we have on Twitter, man. It's it's a beautiful thing yeah. to know that you have that a sports show has impacted a lot of people. Thanks. So uh we're gonna keep giving y'all good content and giving y'all the truth about sports, yep. everything, giving y'all a good laugh, barbershop <laughs> talk, everything, you know, and continue to to let y'all look forward to something special from the sports desk. Yeah, we're gonna keep it raw here, man. Y'all know how we give it up, man. We're gonna keep it raw, man. So uh until next week, man. We hope y'all enjoyed the episode. Uh until next week, man, we'll holler at y'all. Y'all continue to stay safe. Y'all continue to stay safe. Uh six feet apart, wash your hands, and uh we're gonna get through this thing, man. We're gonna get back to it, man. But in the meantime, me and Black gonna continue to uh come up with stuff to keep rolling it out week by week. And uh it's been fun, man. And we're gonna keep, you know, giving y'all that sports talk that y'all love to hear. So until next time, man, I'm your man's Dedra L. Hicks Jr., one of your favorite sportsologists. And this your man Black, one of your favorite sportsologists. You can hit me on Twitter and Instagram at Black ENL3. Yes, sir. Same here. You can catch me at Dedrick. L Hicks Jr. man on Twitter and on Instagram. We've been being more active on our uh, IG uh, and we've been posting different things and communicating with our listeners, man. So we thank y'all for tuning in. But until next time, man, we'll holla at y'all. The following announcement has been paid for by the Reduced Lunch Action Sports News Desk. Bruh, listen to me right now. You're listening to the sports show. Boy, what? Nah, bruh. You heard a new episode from the Sports Desk, bruh? Man, turn that other show off, bruh. Hey, this Reduced Lunch Sports, man. Come on, now. New Sports Desk. It's Reduced Lunch Sports.